questions. Well, Blake, did you even introduce yourself? No, we didn't have Charles. We were, we were just rolling in. Ben? Yeah. Charles? Blake? Yeah, there we are. Blake, why don't you tell us a little more about who you are, what your experience ben is. Ben and Charles? Um, what you're doing in town. Okay. Well, I stayed an extra day to hang out with you guys, to be honest. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so I landed. This is fucked up, right? I landed at 5.30 a.m. You know Ooh, what I mean? Today? Yeah. Okay. So imagine being here at 5.30, and what is it right now? Seven? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. I had a whole day to spend. So I have a show. Uh, is that why you had four meals before you got here? Yeah, I had two. Yes. <laughs> Basically four, yeah. yeah. I, I could have got drunk and sobered up, man, you know, with how much time I had. Um, what was I going to say? I have a show in Bayfield, Wisconsin, the 18th and 19th. So we flew into um, Minneapolis, because that's like the fucking closest airport. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep, yeah, right. And um, I've always been a huge fan of Minneapolis. I know that you guys have several dope things going on. So I reached out to you guys, because you guys have one of the dopest podcasts. Love it. You know Thank you. Saying? Cheers. So I find I look up who's got the dopest podcast in Minneapolis. <laughs> and I see it's you guys. Hit right. you guys up. You yeah. know? Yeah. Us. Made We're it getting happen. that cred. I yep. won't deny it. So, I, so, so to hang out with you guys, I had to stay all day long in Minneapolis. And for my, I have a ch- YouTube channel with my girlfriend, uh, Dead People Shit, where we uh, go around the United States and United States, the whole world. You know what I mean? Rome, yeah. Italy. We just got back in Costa nice. Rica. And we collect uh, vintage clothing. And she has Whoa. a store online and she sells it. Dope. So also, we'll, the we'll, name is amazing. We'll, yeah, we'll be That's like the in high in Costa Rica showing you how, going like in the hood and grabbing like an, an old Harley shirt, like, or, you know what I mean? Bruce Springsteen shirt. You yeah. Know what I mean, cool. In uh, Thailand or some shit That's like that. That's fucking yeah. awesome. We're going to Athens in April, so, Greece. So. I'm so jealous. So oh, I really so want to get like, that's what I want to be. I want to be on TLC. I want to be like Anthony Bourdain. Rap yeah. is just a stepping stone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I love really want to get this travel channel uh, <laughs> career started. Oh my God, I love that so much that's amazing i can just go around and get wasted and you know i mean so yeah yeah, well that's the best part that's the board not even the music just cut out the music right we'll we'll hit it at the end too but uh i want to get it on the front too like where do they find your music um blakebanks.com you can just type it into google but blakebanks.com that's gonna have my spotify my apple music the links to my youtube my bio my whole store so i made it really easy and compacted all into blakebanks.com but if you want to make it hard on yourself, you can go search it out on, uh, you know what I mean? Each individual platform, it's available on everything. I got the ground covered. And new single dropped this year. <clears throat> yeah, I have a new single called Blood on the Snow. Um, it just dropped. I had a single before that, Lose Control. The music video is out now. We just shot the music video for uh, Blood on the Snow at Big Bear Lake. Ever been there? There's, mm. Did you know there's snow in California? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. So we went up there. That was the first time I ever seen that. So we really? went up there and we filmed there. That is really nice up there in uh, Big Bear. Hell yeah. yeah. So we went up and shot a video there. I've been like in shooting videos in different areas and getting different atmospheres. So sure. Love I, I want to come back to the Midwest and shoot more stuff. Hey, man, you know well, we got tons of places. Minneapolis, yeah. yeah. Back to your roots. Yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> to the old Midwest. roots. Yeah. Well, you know how it is. You know, we, we, we sip shots. We share thoughts. We ask questions. I feel like we should get into it, man. We've been hanging yeah. out. Uh, I brought a tequila that uh, we have not tried. We drink a lot of agave spirits on the show. We have Especially not tried recently. it before. Yeah, we've, we've been, been on all a agave streak. all the time. Yeah, no, no, we're, we're, we're not going that route. <laughs> so this is the, the Maestro Dobel Diamante. Well, I uh, uh, what's that stuff that the dude cut his ear off? The uh, Van Gogh? Yeah, what, yeah, what, was, what was that stuff? Vodka. Vodka? Yeah. That's what he was drinking, vodka? Yeah. I thought it was different. Oh, no, he was drinking absinthe. Yeah, I should have requested that. Absinthe. Yeah. (laughs) The problem is it's just to echo what he was drinking. There's not as much wormwood in there. We should. I mean, I'm down with that. I got got a couple bottles in my my freezer right now, or in my my cupboard right now. Jesus. Um, 
But yeah, so let's uh, let's jump into it. So this is a it's a, a reposado, an añejo, and an extra añejo mixed together and then filtered out. Happy St. Patty's Day. Boom. Boom. Cheers. Hot damn, that's good. Ah. Yeah, so we got tequila and we got Guinness. So we're, <laughs> we're a little Irish. Today. <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, all right. So should we jump into it? Let's go. Is this, uh, I can't remember, is this me first? That's you. Yeah, all right. So, uh, Blake, where have you been but not spent enough time exploring? Or if there's a place that you need to go back, like where do you dream of traveling? Either where do, where do you need to go back and spend more time? Okay, okay. Or is there a place that you're just dreaming of going for the first time? All right, all right, all right. So, like I said, I've been to Rome, Thailand, Guatemala. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think the next thing is, like, uh, you ever seen Blood Diamond? Yes. I, I think that's what's next for me. Really? Like, I met this guy that was, like, I had to, <clears throat> that went and mined his own diamonds in Africa and had okay. to pay, like, some guys from, like, the local tribe and then hire right. some guys and then sleep with a gun at night. You know what I mean? And uh, they were digging up his own uh, diamonds. That sounds like fun to me. I think that Wild. would be probably one for the list. You know, go to Africa shit. and dig my own diamonds up with the locals. You know what I mean? Like hire some locals and like that is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that is probably <laughs> the last you own, like, answer you, I would have. Yeah, you get your own little pit and then you get to like sit. And he had to sleep out there for like months and it's not like lavish. And you, right. And you got to imagine like you're paying these guys, but at the same time they could probably just kill you and leave you there. Right. And like when he told me a story, I was like, damn. <laughs> like like that's what I want to do. So like, you can't you know? find anything. And the dude kind of had like a blood diamond look to him. They had like the waving hair. And he, had like, he had a gun, like, you know what I mean? He had a gun on him. Like, and he had like done like three years, but he like had the body of Brad Pitt. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's amazing. Well, I suppose if you got to be out there digging, like you're going to get in good shape. Yeah, like there's yeah, not much yeah. more that you can do for a better workout. Hey, you could do the labor yourself. They're not blood diamonds. Yeah. You did the work. Yeah, they're they're yeah, sweat yeah, diamonds. Yeah, so. you're splitting them. You know what I'm saying? They're you're sweat diamonds. Yeah, they're sweat diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> These are blood and sweat diamonds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, then, hold up. Yeah, so, so go, go hunt for blood diamonds. Sweat and tear tears diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright that. Would you move that okay, yeah. a little closer? I, yeah, I just don't want right. to. I don't want have to keep turning you up. Yep. Um. But yeah, that would probably be it. That go and see Africa and to go see that. Um. I'm also really like indigenous tribes in yeah. the South America. I'm big into that. So anytime yeah. I can watch a thing on South American indigenous tribes that sure. have never had contacted by people. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. That's Absolutely. like I'm really into that. I probably watched every one on YouTube that I can find. Like about the people that are painted red. They're like yeah. those spears of the plane. I'd like to go find like a tribe. Probably like be like a treasure hunter. Well, think about you like, have to like acclimate. You'd almost have to. I'm sure some. You heard about that sense. guy that Joe Rogan that Joe Rogan was talking about the guy that went and tried seeing and got speared. And he yep. got speared. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. why you got to yeah, yeah. you got to yeah, acclimate a little bit. And well, figure it, out. I, there are some. I mean, there are various levels of um, contact. So Ooh. there are some that understand our civilization, don't want anything to do with it, and then there are some Aboriginal tribes that have no knowledge, yeah. really, of outside the outside world, mm-hmm. it's probably something like that where they see someone coming and they're like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. I, I, remember I, that. I don't remember all the details of that story, but yeah, I yeah. That's that. basically, like, yeah. Whoa. They probably just don't, they probably just, you know, they, you, yeah. You got to find somebody that's more of that like Amish level where they know society exists. They just choose not to be a part of it. <laughs> but uh-huh. I think it's fascinating. Like in a world where everything is connected and on and loud all the time, it would be amazing to go somewhere where none of that exists. Yeah. Like I feel like that, that, 
would probably be really, really shocking, but also probably really good for everybody <laughs> to get somewhere and just get the fuck out. I mean, that, that's when you realize, like, that's why I like traveling, like, for so, like, for so long, like, I'd buy, like, material shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody has material shit that they like buying, whether it be right. clothes or whatever. I don't buy clothes. I don't buy shit. You know what I mean? Like, that, what I like buying is travel, like, tickets yep. somewhere. Because, like, sometimes a round trip ticket for me and my girlfriend would be, like, 400 to go to uh, South America or something mm-hmm. like that or some, or, Thailand for 600 me and her you know what I mean it's like well I'd rather do that than go out on a weekend and get wasted because that's I know what I spent at a bar you know what I'm saying and especially in LA you know I mean that's like 300 easy you know what I'm saying especially drinking like how I drink I did did, it's a sport man (laughs) I'll catch myself every now and then balking at the price of a ticket and then I'll think of how much food like how much money I spent on a a meal I didn't even like that much and you can get wasted in that country for like pennies boom you know what I'm saying once you get there so like experiences have been what uh, really has been doing it for me and that's what i've been doing for like the last like five or six years instead of buying like material objects like buying like traveling experiences because like i don't know why like you just learn so much mm-hmm. and you see how yeah. fucked up the world is and you're like man i gotta be more grateful like fuck what yeah am I thinking like you know what i'm saying oh, absolutely. yeah <laughs> it, enri- it enriches who you are as a human being yeah to it see really does people and how they do things yeah and you know, you try their food, you drink yep. their drinks. That's when you really important. throw yourself into it. I don't say, stay at like the like the resorts and stuff like that. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, throw yeah. me you in the hood. Be, me and right. her are gonna go find sure. some vintage T-shirts. Yeah. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you ask the cab driver, where do you drink? And yeah. they're like, wait, where? Am, yeah. Are you asking me where you should drink, or are you asking yeah. me where I drink? Yeah. yeah. No, where do you drink? Yeah. Like, that's that's when you find the cool honey holes. Yeah, you'll you'll find the best places, the best mm-hmm. people, the best stories. Like, right. and that that's it for yeah. me. Like Charles, what about you? Where where would you where would you go again to spend more time, or where would you where do you need to go? It seems like the least obvious answer for me because it's the place that I last traveled. But a place like New York, where I hadn't been back for as long, I hadn't been back in many years for a very very yeah. long time, like way too long. And I think I was scared of going back because I almost moved there. I was offered a job at an ad agency there, and then I ended up declining it in person. I think part of me was almost either I was ashamed to return or I didn't want to find out that I made a mistake. So now that I'm 40, I went for my 40th birthday. It was like my birthday gift to myself. I went to a bunch of really nice restaurants. Uh, It made me feel like, holy shit, this you, you could live there for 10 years and not even scratch the surface. So as someone who tra- who's going to be like a traveler there more frequently, because I've now said that I want to do that, it'll take me forever to even scratch the surface. If even the things that I've already made a list of that I'd like to experience there and just walking around the city, I didn't really, I didn't think like I made a mistake when I was younger, but I thought that when I was younger, I was looking at moving literally to like midtown Manhattan because that's where I would have been working it's expensive, bro. That would have been a mistake anyways. Like, but, that would have uh, been dumb. So, so is Los 20s. Angeles. And I know so many broke motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> there's so yeah. many broke motherfuckers that live in, uh, in, in New York in like that, bro. That's how like, I, I basically packed my car up and like transported myself there and was like, I'm here. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's how, and I tell people like, dude, I swear to God, I know people that like, lived in worse situations than me. I was sure. slept in my car and you know what I mean? It works somehow. And right. then the, and then like, you know what I mean? Uh, you work harder because the cost of living is there. And then right. for some reason you get, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. you, you don't yeah, like yeah. end up homeless on the street for some, you know what I mean? For sure. I, got offered, <laughs> I mean, I was offered like a really nice cushy job, but it was the, I got the vibe of like all, everything was like steel girders and concrete and piles of trash. 
And I looked at that, and I've I was never like, been how there. far do Have I got to go? Oh, yeah. You've been there? That's I'm, yeah. I've been That's to Albany, New York, but I've never mm-hmm. been to Manhattan or, like, Dude, down the there. city is, uh, the city's fucking incredible. Yeah. It's, it's something to behold. But at the time, just I spent so much of my time in Midtown because that's where I was looking to move. And mm-hmm. I made the decision on the fly because I went there with my buddy Frank and we were basically scoping out a place for me to get. And I was going to go to like basically my meet and greet, mm-hmm. you know, just shake hands yeah. and be like, what up? I'm Charles. You haven't met me in person yet. But while I was there, I just looked around at like the piles of trash and all the noise and shit. And I was like, I- I- it ain't for me. But and I told my wife this, if I had been further south, like where I was staying, um, around like all the cool bars and like more chill zone, like little pizza places, stuff like that. If I had been there looking for a place to live, even if I was working yeah. in the middle, in the heart of Manhattan, I probably would have done it because mm. it's so much more chill. Like the human element is really cool. Everyone there is like really interesting for better or worse. But that's my answer. I want, yeah. I need to explore. I was just there, but I need it's to. It's like a whole different culture. Like my homie, uh, they have like a whole Twitter for, I mean, not Twitter, Instagram for New York. Like my homie, Kosha Dills, he's a street performer and uh, he has, you know, I mean, he performs all across the United States and yeah. stuff like that. But just seeing like just the it'd be fashion over here, you know what I mean? Street performers over yeah. here, all, all just all the different types. I, I notice how it's all in a concrete jungle yes. and we're in LA. It's all spread out yeah. and you have to have right. a car. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. There's an account on Instagram called what is New York? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that always posts my, yeah. my friend. Yeah. 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 You see the, it. The Nico, Nico's or it's whatever, so yeah. weird. Yeah. Like it was, as, as they probably get infinite numbers of, uh, uh, content, Sent to that. Yeah, goes on the like, subway. There's what? the subway. Yes. Everybody's <laughs> filming something all the time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It was a trip for me. Uh, it was a trip for me in December. I was in New York with my wife. Yeah. And we were staying with some friends in Connecticut. And I didn't want them, like, the traffic when he came to pick us up at O'Hare was, or not O'Hare, uh, LaGuardia, was so bad, it took us longer to drive to his place in Connecticut than it did for us to fly to New York from Minneapolis. Jesus. And I was like, we can't do that to you again. So is there a train station close? Yeah. That w- and we'll just take the train into Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. And You're a saint for that. Where they live yeah. is like a, it's a pretty wealthy area, neighborhood, yeah. right? So we were the only people at the train station. We got on and the whole train was empty. And all of a sudden you started seeing... Um, People uh, wearing like, you know, the, the onesies of like a blue collar, like a, a trade job coming on. And then you get a little closer and then you see people that are like in a polo and maybe some khakis. And then you get a little closer as we're pulling into the city and all of a sudden all these business people are getting on huh. in really nice suits and shit. And then we pull into the city and everybody gets off together. And mm-hmm. I thought it was fascinating on one hand to see gentrification stop by stop Yeah, where this is where if you make this much, you can afford mm-hmm. Then this is where if you make this much, you can afford you just, you know, yeah. the income goes up. Mm-hmm. But I also love the fact that they're all using the same mode of transportation. Yeah. Everybody's still got to run into each yeah, other. Yeah. Y'all gotta into they all got to run into each other. Exactly. With each other. Yeah. But for me, my answer, and uh, I'm getting actually really excited about this is Canada. Uh, Canada. <clears throat> the only time I've been to Canada was on. That's a, expansive. Mm, That's, the, hold on, though. The whole territory. <laughs> I got. I got to go. Canada. I got Mark, to go. I fucked up. I said Africa. <laughs> Africa is way bigger. No, right, but I was but thinking like, worse. But I said, I said something specific. You said part. Hold up. But you said an experience where you'd be sitting in a pit for like a yeah, month. Yeah. So you're yeah. talking about four square where you, feet. Where you want to go, Caligari? <laughs> well, so here's my thing. Caligari. So man, I've only been I to Canada. 
from Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Last Canada time once. I was there. Yeah. We played a show. I talked about that when I was a kid, so I'm going to check it out. Played a show in Winnipeg. Yeah. Did nothing to see the city. Just yeah. drank all the booze and mm-hmm. the cheap, most in Canadian we could. Yeah. Partied like rock stars. Stayed up all night. Ended up going to an after bar with some people. Literally stayed up till the next morning. And then we got in the car and our lead singer drove us back. Yeah. That was the last time I was in Canada, and then I was a stupid fuck, and I earned myself a DUI. In Canada? Oh, in, wait, in the United States? In the United States. States. So but if you have a, a DUI in the United States on your record, you cannot go to Canada yeah. until it's off your record, which yeah. is 10 years. Yeah. So in 10 really? years, I've gotten into really good food. I've gotten into traveling a lot more. And You're eating there's some poutine. Dude, Toronto is dope. Vancouver's dope. Montreal's dope. Yeah. Like, You're ready I to want... go back up and fuck up Canada. Exactly. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to Montreal because if I took Marnie there, she'd be like, no mas. So yeah. Please not, stop I, feeding I, me I duck think I just went across the bridge, like in the Minnesota part. Yeah. So there's a part where, what does that will cross over into? It, at International Falls is where the crossover is. Okay, so I, I went to that one, and then I went to, like, i seen Niagara Falls. So I haven't experienced Canada. Yeah. So, so I'm missing out. I've well, never, I've been. I've never stepped foot in Canada. I have been really? held out of one country. It's the only country in the world mm-hmm. that does they that. They held you right there at the But border. I've been held, held out, no, can't huh? do it. And I was going to just say, fuck it and go. And one of my DJ homies back in the day. They don't play. He you flew can't. to Toronto for a show. Yeah. yeah. And they had two border inspection agents waiting at the passport. <laughs> They handcuffed him. They brought him to yeah, a cell, interrogated him for a while, and then they there wasn't another flight back. So they actually let him go to his hotel room that the club had rented yeah. him. And they stood guard outside of the hotel room till the next morning, put him on. That's the hilarious because my friend with a gun charge literally just said like that he could go. He's a parole officer. So I could go to Canada, and I was like, No, you can't, bro. It's <laughs> like two days ago. I'm like, No, you can't. You can't go to Canada if you have a DUI. I know you. Yeah. you have a exactly. If you have a gun charge, I was like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're, 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 they're maybe with the fire arms i have no idea yeah. bro maybe yeah. you're good yeah. what, what the fuck do i know so <laughs> it's it's finally going to be 10 years coming up in a couple weeks yeah. and i just want to try going to canada i'm going to canada uh, we're going to figure it out uh, i want to make sure it's all set to go damn also to all the kids out there don't get a fucking dui it's stupid take a fucking cab you right. idiots yeah you won't be able to go to canada that was more for me but <laughs> if, you, if you know what you're missing maybe, maybe you're like me you don't know what you're missing i've yeah. never been to canada i don't i don't i'm down there you go i've been trying to book some shows in canada maybe so. we'll maybe we'll I'm figure getting, it out i'm playing close I'll, I'll keep, Jesus Christ, I'll keep following yeah. you. And if yeah. you got a show in like Toronto or Montreal, yeah, that'll be why going. I got to go we're up there. Going. We're we'll going. go hit the show. Going. One of my good friends is a DJ in Toronto, and I've been meaning to visit him for many years. They have years. a place up there, Fortune Sound Club, I think it's called. Fortune Sound Club? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I would I would like to go there as we well. Go, we Montreal, should all go to Canada. Montreal and Toronto. We'll, we'll all go to Canada, to and we will do a podcast from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Just move the whole podcast We're going to move the whole podcast to Canada. Do a Canadian episode. Right on. Yeah. Moving on. Question two. That was All a right. good one. Well, that first, good, first that, was, that was a good question. There we guys. go. That was a good one. So we should take a shot. <laughs> you ain't kidding, pal. <laughs> I like the concept of this uh, podcast. Who oh, came up with it? Which one of you guys? Uh, like, Charles one? texted me you from a, the podcast and you were an alcoholic. Like, how did it work? <laughs> That's why I called. <laughs> yeah. He was like, who could hold their booze? <laughs> uh, yeah, I came up with it on an airplane to San Diego, actually. Really? I was because I wanted to do. I'd been working on a podcast actually with another friend of mine, but he wanted to do something. If he's listening, I, I hope he doesn't t- take offense to this. He wanted to do something really perfunctory, just like food and drink in the Twin Cities, which I thought was a little limiting. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of that where it's just like the basics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the hook? There's got to be some sort of concept where we can do something more interesting. Yeah. TLDR or TLDL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
essentially I came up with this concept while we were in the air because I'm always thinking I'm an ideas guy. Came up with this concept while I was in the air of how about a podcast where and it wasn't like it's adjacent to hot ones, but hot ones didn't make me arrive you at six it. Six shots is a good number. Yeah. The idea, because the like, idea like, came first, then I figured it was adjacent to hot ones, but the idea is Six topics of conversation, various levels of. Even did six lines of cocaine, like you know what I mean. And then, that's but, a lot but, longer but, of a podcast. Hey, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this podcast is so. We're gonna long. record all man, night, man. Man, we did not think we were gonna hear nothing. Like, Let's write a fucking his whole movie. life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, this 11 hour podcast is getting more and more frenetic. I gotta, I gotta check out. I'm at the six hour mark here. But I remember I got a, I got a, a, a two line text from him, and I was like, "Word, I'm in." Like, I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm down for whatever. And I loved where his head was going. And I knew that the two of us would play off each other pretty well. And I'm like, yeah, let's figure it out. And so you were, were in bands and you DJ. Yep. And you do graphics primarily. Yep. Creative director. And, you know, I dabble in some other things as well. Nice. Yeah. What a good little. See, there it is. Yeah. And we're both heavily involved in like the food and um, yeah. beverage the, industry. The and beverage yeah. scenes. Uh, both of us for many years peripherally. Now Quam is directly involved for. I sell I sell beer for a, a brewery here called Surly. Nice, yeah. nice. I'm trying to get more involved. I haven't I haven't committed to one brand yet, Ooh. so I'm kind of like trying to figure out who's going to be my whiskey. Company, yeah, I like who's that. Be my beer company. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hey, go. cheers, cheers, fellas. Hot damn, that's good. Oh, that is really good. It's peppery. Yeah. Yep. Black pepper and sweet. Yeah, some tacos about this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Chips and salsa. I should have said that. Oh, Tequila and chips and perfect. salsa. You're, dude, you're leading into the perfect next question. <laughs> What's the best appetizer? What's your favorite appetizer? Chips and salsa. Oh, I have asked that question before, but that's not this Best question. bars. Okay. <laughs> Guilty pleasure time. What's something you like to eat or drink that would surprise people that know you? Uh, you got some drink. shit you eat when you're by yourself and nobody knows that you eat it? Oh, um, okay. Maybe <laughs> for the, they don't think I eat this healthy. So uh, I'll get Nutella. Okay. And then get a, a granola bar, like those, uh, the, the what, what kind are they, the crunchy ones? Or oh, yeah, like the Nature Valley ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking just... Mm. Dunkers? Yeah, I've never oh, thought about that. fucking OD, bro. I could OD on Nutella, like, bro, like spoon fuzz and Nutella. Do you do, like, the like like the peanut butter crunch ones or, like, the oats and honey? The oats, just the, the oats, just the all-natural yeah. one, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you just, just fucking just spread that them. right yeah. there, like a good boy, you know what I mean? Not I have too not much, thought not, about that. That's really good, bro. Hazelnuts are magical, man. Good hazelnuts. Somebody told me fucking uh, what was it? They tried telling me that um, that shit wasn't good. Um, Get out. Yeah. The one Nutella isn't good. Nutella wasn't good. Throw them out of the car. Nutella is fantastic. It was my best friend. I was like, I don't know if we want to be friends anymore. (laughs) I was was like, I was like, 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 you like chocolate? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. That's fucked up. You can go to like, you can go to Whole Foods and get some that are a little lower in sugar or like are a little toastier, but they're not better. They just Tastes slightly different. Mm-hmm. Nutella is, yeah, Nutella is great. Nutella, yeah, Nutella and uh, uh, that. And then, do you guys know? Do you guys know about Korean barbecue? Do you guys have Korean yeah. barbecue? Here? We Korean barbecue. I indulge in that. I mean, that's kind of obvious. So like, good, you know sure. what I'm saying? You get yeah. some. You get the beer tower and. I was thinking about bringing that. To Bro, the you're Midwest, in California, got so you got a lot more Korean yeah. barbecue options. All right, man, you. they got the beer yeah. tower. Like, I, I mean, I want to make some money in the Midwest. I got some mm. ideas. There bro. you go. Do the beer tower and the all you can eat. Do they have that here? All you can eat Korean barbecue. No, they okay. had one oh, place gosh. and it closed down. Yeah, okay. it was uh, Hoban. Down, they got to push the concept right. You know they what I'm they shifted from focusing on food to focusing on like a late night scene. And it turned into just a crazy. Bar or what? No, they were doing like thumping club nights. Yeah, and oh. it just Wait, it just got so out of control. Hold on, they had the oh, grill okay. in the middle. The yep. grill in the yep. middle, and then they bring you all the meats, yep. and then you cook it. You never had this. 
I have. You yeah. Really, oh, yeah, the, you cook it. And you I'll, can eat all you want yep. and drink all you want. Oh, and that's awesome. Like 70 bucks. Yep. You, go to, you go to Koreatown? No, I, they have them so much. Uh, they're like so they're just like, everywhere. Uh, yeah. They're, they're everywhere because they just bang. You I know was in I mean? Anaheim like six or seven years ago with my buddy Chris for a beer festival. Uh, there was a, the brewery reserve party. Yeah. And we had a hotel in Anaheim. And immediately afterwards, we were like, I looked at him and I was like, I didn't drink that much. Did you drink that much? He's like, not really. I was just like nipping on stuff. And I was like, do you really want to stay in Anaheim? And he was like, Nah, and I looked on my phone. We, we, we stayed in Koreatown, and we oh, just shit. fucked ourselves up on Korean food. <laughs> That's dude, beautiful. It was so good, dude. But that that shit, that Korean barbecue. If they brought that to the Midwest, because I know how Midwest people like to eat. Yeah, like that. All you can eat with the br- bring me the brisket, bring me the mm-hmm. spicy pulled pork. Oh, mixing it with some rice. Oh, would, fuck, uh, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, Give it, it to it's me. it's a matter of. In in this scene, someone's got to do it first to prove the name's got to be concept. right, and they got to yeah. The concept has to be right, mm-hmm. otherwise it'll never it work. Because people kill. are like, it "What is?" The, I don't think Chinese restaurants do that well. You know what I'm saying out here, unless they're marketed right. You know, in the Midwest, I'm just sure. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. There's that. That's I mean, like a, an kind Asian of an Bristo. An Asian Bristo isn't gonna thrive. And, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. We have. Well, I mean, we have an interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm totally. We have an interesting. <laughs> Even if it's very it good, a Benihana, yep. a Benihana, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Benihana is kind of a because right. I'm from the Midwest. Like the whole hibachi. Like I, I didn't know about that shit until mm-hmm. I moved to California. Mm-hmm. Oh like, sure. Like what do you mean yeah. they cook all this meat and steak on a grill and they give it to you? Where the fuck have I been? I didn't know about <laughs> so this good. restaurant, but little did I know it's like Flip the, the nicest restaurant in Chicago. Yeah. Land in your hand. Yeah. Oh my god, the onions on fire. But yeah. Holy shit. Got to expand the Asian uh, Bristo market in uh, the Midwest. It's kind of, yeah, we yeah, love Korean barbecue Korean options. Right, we don't have that many Korean restaurants here. We have some. I would what love about to ramen. See, I would love to see that. We got, got a lot we of got ramen. Some good ramen. We got, we got, some got really good, good shit. Pho. Yeah, we yeah, got, we got bomb good, pho. Oh, pho, pho. You, guys are, you need that here. It's chilly. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have good soup. Ethiopian. You guys Oof. have that. Have you, you Ethiopian? We got Somalian and Ethiopian. You Ethiopian. Yep. Love, love, love. The, the vegan, the vegan plate. Mm-hmm. Yep, that that I love that. So maybe that's something they know. Ripping know bread about. and just scooping. Oh, and go. We're fortunate that we're building out some pretty cool segments. You know, we have Oamni, so we have like this really great Native American restaurant that is getting national recognition. Oh, it's up for James Beer Awards. We have Yi Vang doing um, Union Mung Kitchen, so we have like Mung I've been meaning to try here. the vegan butcher. Oh yeah, the herbivorous yeah, butcher. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. They're they're obviously a really big. Deal I was gonna try that, but then I had level. to come here and drink with you guys, and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do with a vegan sandwich. <laughs> on yeah, are you vegan? No, no. Okay, no, do you? No. But you like to? Yeah, I'll, I like to. I like to, I'll try. Yeah. Any, you know what I mean? Like yeah, not anything, but another yeah. perfect segue to my answer. I'm gonna just jump into this. Do it because in terms of like what people wouldn't expect of me, it's less like. It's less like a guilty pleasure and more like an innocent pleasure. People don't know. I, I'm Lebanese, man. I grew up eating lots of just pure vegetable foods, partly out of like economic necessity, but also a lot of Lebanese dishes are just vegetable based. Mm-hmm. They're ba- they're vegan food. Mm-hmm. You know, my friends who are vegan. They're like, what? Where should I eat? I'm like, go to a Lebanese restaurant. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of that you'll be fine. Vegan anyways. But for me, like I could subsist on just raw vegetables. I love raw vegetables, especially if I have a variety of them. Even today, I did a smashed cucumber salad because my mom gave me a whole gang of cucumbers for no reason. I was at Viramart, is what I call it, because she just went to 
Costco or something, and she yeah. had huh? a mountain of stuff, and she's like, you want cucumbers? Do you All have right. a bag of 78 cucumbers? Sure. I would like it. She just gave me, like, a big bag of stuff, and one of them was this huge bag of cucumbers, and instantly I was like, I'm making smashed cucumbers. So I did, you know, the... the um, uh, so you're not, you're not vegan, right? I'm not, no. Okay. Uh, I'm, but that's why I would surprise people yeah. to know that because I love meat, mm-hmm. I crave meat. Yeah, but I could but you'll get down on some vegetables. If for some reason a doctor was like, "Hey, you got that strain of COVID that means you can't eat meat anymore or whatever," mm-hmm. I'd be like, "That sucks," but I could do it. Yeah, I, I would be able to do it yeah. because I do love vegetables. And when I'm eating healthy, which I currently am uh, on weekdays, just they I say like, meat's bad for you. And like you a know, lot of it, especially yeah. <clears throat> can... she, my girlfriend yells at me about. I mean, she doesn't yell at me because she, she. When I first met her, she was vegan, mm. and I turned her to okay. a meat eater. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally, uh, I just could not eat like because uh, I, uh, I couldn't eat vegan all the time because I just mm. feel depleted sometimes, you know. Like, but I know that people maybe I was eating it wrong, you know. But sure, I would just crave meat like fuck. I need sure a some steak, of it's mental, like, but, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's mental because we. Because we're from the Midwest, yes. and I grew up eating, you know, right. I mean, meat for every meal. So, yeah. But there's some days where I literally could just crush nothing but raw vegetables, just eating Jeez. essentially crudite, like radishes. Ooh. I always, when I'm eating healthy, radishes, just bags yeah. of red radishes. I just crunch on those fucking things. <laughs> Shout out to a listener of the podcast, Drew Guthrie. Celery. <laughs> yeah, I love celery, especially the middle part with the leaves C- on C- it. Celery the with the with the uh, peanut butter yeah. and the some raisins. <laughs> Drew at a (laughs) Drew at a dinner one time announced as he dipped Uh, his radish in butter. He's like radishes, nature's candy, and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my god, you're so far off. (laughs) There's a lot of nice things. Wait, wait, hold up. Was he serious? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and I love eating radishes, but I've never been like "Mm, candy. Like it's very different. I will say, I think it's bullshit that your guilty pleasure is like raw vegetables. No, what I'm saying is an innocent pleasure. (laughs) No, you're. It's something. Who are you doing this interview? Who are you doing this for? Who are you doing this podcast for? My guilty pleasure is like a lot of people who know me peripherally probably think that I'm eating meat every day. I have certain people that I don't know that well that are like Instagram friends or Facebook friends, like an old high school friend of mine, Brenna. I don't know if she listens to the show, but every time I'm eating a crazy meal that I cooked, she's like, how are you not 400 pounds? And I'm like, bro, because I'm not eating a fucking Wagyu steak every night. Part of that, I'm not I, eating this every night. I'm yeah. eating it tonight. I do yeah. tell people that you like walk around. It. I do tell people that you walk around with a bag of raw, like ground meat in your pocket. And you just like snack on it while we're that talking. That sounds Lebanese too. I love to eat. Yeah, we eat a lot of raw meat. They you guys have a, a very good melting pot here in Minneapolis. Yeah. Of, so there is a Lebanese population because the there deli is. That's that why my family the deli came deli here. That we ate at was Lebanese. Yep. That one. It's a Lebanese deli, and then you guys, yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, Ethiopian, you know, so. huge monk communities. There are some pockets in the United States when, um, in the late seventies, when Lebanon was ravaged by war. That people immigrated to, there was They're like Minneapolis, uh, the place to be. Minneapolis, there was Saint just a Paul, sign in Lebanon right. that was like Minneapolis. Yeah, I don't know Fucking why. Like, <laughs> nothing happens here. Saint Same Paul. with the Norwegians, with the Vikings. They're like, if you Viking, yeah, you what? Try. Like, yeah, why? It's interesting. Like, because it's the same shit. I'm sorry, as the resident Norway uh, expert here, it's the same soil, it's the same trees, it's the same yeah. climate. Yeah, what are Lebanese people doing here? I have no idea. I'm just saying for the Norwegians, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they came halfway around the world because the land was free. And 
they literally knew how to right. farm it. Mm. Damn. Everybody else was like, oh, I got to so get out of here. got out in Nor- mm. Norway that there was some free land up half, in northern Half the northern population America. of the country of Norway left and came here within what, 30 You watched 1883? You guys watched so that? So dope. It's amazing. Man. <laughs> that shit's watch 18, highly recommend. 18. 33. After the podcast. 1833. Yeah. I always do that shit. Like, just wait till the end. Man, Tim McGraw. Just wait till the end. Faith Hill. Come on. Hell of a performance. (laughs) When I found out it was them, I was like, 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 what the fuck? It sounds like a joke, but it's for real. But it's for real. (laughs) Well, I, I answered it as a guilty pleasure because it's a restaurant that I have a tough time trying to, like, tell anybody that there's a ton of culinary value to. But Mm. if there was one thing that I always feel a little bit of guilt when I go there, it's... Khan's Mongolian Barbecue now okay. solely in in uh, Roseville, uh, but there's one in there's one of those in like every city. Mongolian Grill where they cook it. On yeah, the, where you go and you pick good. out all the all you the cool all stuff. stuff out so so I feel you. like that's the nice. concept. All right, so the Midwest has accepted that concept. Correct. Now we need to convert them over to Korean barbecue because that would yeah, be the next better move. flavor. Because because they yes, please. Mongolian Grill works perfect in every community in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. you know, right. and that's that's kind of. Out there, yeah, because you know, Korean barbecue is a little bit easier to eat. You but know? it's it's tough because the reason that I have a tough time like like telling people like oh no I, I I enjoy this is like every dish is the same. It's the same flavors that go on everything no matter what. Right. And yet I'm like you know once every couple months I'm like I need that flavor. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go do that. Yeah, and I I love it. And sadly the one closest to me closed, mm-hmm. so I can't really like get yes. there during a work day. So but there's literally one left in Minnesota. There's one left in Minnesota. It's but only one Mongolian place at all of, no, the, of the chain Pons, that I like. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's a bunch of them all over the U.S. I believe. They don't there, the there used to be like six or seven. Yeah, but it's just been closing down. Yeah, they're just but, huge. They, yeah. I think it's just too much. Their their footprint for their their lease is yeah. They gotta have a lot of it's a, traffic. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. I mean, I remember going there for like friends' birthdays in my early twenties, where it had to be at a given time. There's like two hundred people. In for sure. And you just shuffle down the line. It's two sides of the line. You're going down ever so slowly. Like, sure, I'll take some fucking mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Take some spring It's all like, it's all take. falling off the side and shit Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, man. You know, if you can get up there and nothing fell off, in. you did it wrong. Yeah. I, <laughs> you have I to leave. Like, it, it, like I, I'm the same way with, like, yogurt. You know what I mean? The frozen yogurt places. Yeah. Like, I'm so disrespectful. I'm like, bam, bam, <laughs> Like, bam. all of it's going over. Like, like you don't you're get looking, paid $15 an hour like not a, to clean up these sides right here after I get done, lady. You're looking like an extra in, like, a DJ Khaled video. Yeah. My girls are respectful with it. I'm just like, mmm. Don't even, worry, don't even worry about it. They got like a shop back yeah. for peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, I leave like a I leave like a, a Hansel and Gretel trail of vegetables all the way to the grill. On the floor, yeah. on the floor shit, everywhere. On the floor Old ladies are you're, slipping. You're packing it like this with oh. your hands like yeah. this, pushing right. down on it. That's, that's real. That is yeah, real. Yeah, you have to have a you have to have kind of an awkward stare with the guy who's gonna cook it as you get up there. And, and then they have, then they have the tips. They have the money right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I so, love. So you know how fast your zig is gonna get done, or, or I don't know why, but you just gotta put an I, offering right there. My favorite, my you gotta favorite put an offering right there. Bow, like, come on, let's go. My, <laughs> it's taking so long. You gotta pull another dollar out. Right? Like, my favorite shit ever. Throw is it at him when like when three people in front of you don't tip. 
And then I'll I'll throw an extra. Like, I'll throw a five in. Damn. And then I'll hit the gong and just look at the dudes that didn't tip. Damn. And he, just, I just love shaving them. He goes in there and flexes on him. He's like, I don't just go there for the food. I go the in dudes, there for the... the I'm sorry. The people <laughs> that do that... shaving truffles over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put truffles on the dudes, the dudes that do that they are the... gold shavings. <laughs> <laughs> just twinkle, twinkle. They do the tricks. <laughs> Those dudes are the guys that, like, leave quarters at the bar. Like the yeah, same yeah, people yeah, that yeah, do yeah. that. Sure. They're like, I want to watch you cook my food in front of me and I'm not going to throw you an extra oh, dollar. Shit. Like, fuck it. No. And you just explained why it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I love shaming like going, shitty people. Yeah, you like going and throwing, tipping the Mongolian man. Or can, you think, can you think of anything that I do that would qualify as a guilty pleasure? That's, I think it's weird that I'm asking this question because I'm upfront about everything I like. And I don't like any I don't think any of those were I guilty hide. pressures, no. though. The guilty pleasures, I don't think. True. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, I talked about, I have, I've talked about this on the show before. I have an issue. Like, I can't have Cheetos in my house. Because if they're oh, in yeah. my house, I'll eat the entire Okay, okay, bag. guilty Marty pleasure. Loves, I will Marty eat a whole loves. thing of Chips Ahoy with some 2% milk. There we go. Put that in front of me. That's what I'm saying. With. Too, okay. Mm. You know uh, what I mean? Like, I'll be like, ah, Girl I'm dipping them, I'm dipping them, I'm dipping them, and I'm just... They're, that's, yeah, they're getting soggy. <laughs> that's the best. I'm on row two. I'll, like, I'll have my fingers snacker, in there. Like, I'm into it. Man. Yeah, that's I'm not thing. a big snacker, but I do the road trip charcuterie. You know, oh, get yeah. up. I would say that like road trips. Whoa! There was a meme that came so out. So are recently. you a candy? Are you a candy guy? Are you the guy that goes to the store and you're like you're like, like in the sweets. candy aisle grabbing oh, some Skittles I don't, or I don't like, like sweets? But I will on a road trip. I'll grab like you're on a, a road trip. On a road trip, I'll grab a variety of like salty sweet. That okay. kind of shit, you know? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. I do this thing that's come up on the podcast a lot called Road Trip Charcuterie. Where what I do is I'll get, like, a box of Triscuits. I'll get cheese curds. So you're somebody that you jerky. would want to bring on a road trip. So if I was going to go on a road trip, I would need a guy like you because like I wouldn't think about you know? that. Like, yeah, like, you're going to be like, yeah. oh, here we are. I got, we <laughs> yeah, got wet wipes. To... We got wet wipes. <laughs> Anybody need any wet wipes? I'm like, fuck, no, I got so Cheetos. You still got to like, lick your fingers. Ben's like, I got Cheetos all over my fingers. like, I got wet wipes. Who the fuck brought fig jam? Right. I'd be like, you're going to have to pop every finger, but I do have the hand seat. Yeah. We good. <laughs> that's probably, yeah, that's the closest thing that would qualify yeah. for me. Because I don't have anything I do where I sneak out or nobody Oh, does. yeah. Like, no, no, I Yeah. Yeah, like you're not at Wendy's eating a cheeseburger at 3 a.m. No, I don't want it. I read I something about this. All right, so this guy has a story. His name's Charlie, and he uh, is sponsored by Nike or whatever. But he said, now this seems like guilty pleasure. His friend would call him, and he'd be like, I'm not. They'd be like, are you at Wendy's? And he'd be like, no. And this is like the top of his, like, you know what I mean? Like, he was big, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And he was like, he would be at Wendy's, like, eating. The Just smashing? The, smashing in the car in the parking lot. And I'm like, now that'd be a guilty. That's, that's guilty. Right? You and are you correct. You got to lie to somebody. They're like, yeah. are you at Wendy's? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. no. And you're smashing. You're literally. Something. You got a frost. Yeah, it can't be guilty. You're chewing. Yeah. No. Nope. Crib. You're pouring the chili over a patty. No, no, no. Like, Ooh. that's like a whole other problem. Like, that's like a drug problem with food. Like, you know what I'm I, I, You just reminded me of this. I have never yeah. had Wendy's chili. Ooh. Uh, Wendy's chili is good. Is, is it? I mean, Wendy's, like, all right, so I feel like, you ever had In-N-Out before? Yeah. All right, so I feel like uh, Wendy's is a derivative of In-N-Out, you know what I mean, somewhere down the line. I like In and Out. She says no. She's from California. Wendy's is very a very good quality burger. You yep. know what I mean. And I I feel like it's up there. And yep. Wendy's is I feel like it's better than Burger King. Yeah. 
It's better than McDonald's. Uh, in terms of those like massive chains, it's higher quality for I sure. Agree. Yeah, I haven't had any of them for years, so I don't know. And they got the fries right. They got the fries right. They're making them crispier now. Mm-hmm. They advertise At, that. Uh, They're like Wendy's? fries guarantee yeah. crispy because they. I did like the known. chili when I was like when I was a teenager and I would eat there. <laughs> I like the chili. It's I not like so- It's not watery. That's the thing about their chili. It's it's chunky chi- okay. chili. Okay, yeah, there's a lot good. of meat in there. Yep. Uh, very flavorful. Very salty. They give you some crackers. So I did used to get a cup of the chili, and then I would ice it. I mean, maybe this is why I stopped eating fast food, but, like, my friends would get a kick out of me eating, like, five of the double cheeseburgers. and like <laughs> That might do it. Because I eat so fast. Damn. So that back then, maybe that was a guilty pleasure. I just like, remember when I was in high school, I, there was, I had a couple friends that, like, worked at all the fast food joints. You know, yeah. and you just kind of, like, you'd either you'd find some way to you trade. You just pull up barter. on them all, and you just make them just give you shit for free. Well, because we, we all had our trades. Like, yeah. I, I worked... Uh, Honestly, at a Baker's Square was like my first job. I was like a busboy. Yeah. And they would let you buy pies for $2. So at yeah. parties, I would just bring a bunch of pies. You just like, show up to a pie. Yeah. Right? And then like, I'm the, the pie guy. My boy mm-hmm. Mike worked at a, a Papa John's so he could bring yeah. pizza. Yeah. And yeah. my friend Tom worked at a Equally Wendy's. Sweet. Yeah. And Tom was like, bro, just don't get the chili. I was like, okay. And that was, I mean, that was 1995, and that still just sits with me. Like, oh, don't get the chili. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Here's, I got one. I just thought of one. I love shitty ice cream sandwiches. Oh, like right? the yeah, like, like I the have little the rectangle, the cheapest kind possible. Yeah, like the, the cheapest kind yeah. possible. And then I like, I actually, I have to pull out of the wrapper because I need the chocolate to, to stick on your fingers. fingers. Yes, because then I gotta scrape it off. I'm Whoa. the same way with you. Right? All right, there we go. That's a good one. People now, don't know that. We got a guilty pleasure. We got a cheers hey. to that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that qualifies. Absolutely, it does. All right. Uh, I feel like I, I wrote this question without knowing if this would hit with you, but when you were growing up, was there a, a video game that you fell in love with? Was there something that like you loved playing or it could be a board game. It could be maybe even like an activity. Okay. But was there like so a this first is where video it's really going to show my age guys? All right. <laughs> <clears throat> I was born in 1990. Yep. So um, therefore that makes me, I just turned 32. You know what I'm saying? My wife was born in 87. Okay. Uh, Video games like shit, like video. You know how video games were. All right, so how old are you guys? I'm 42. You're 42. I'm 40. Okay, so you guys were like in high school and video games were kind of popping. You know what I mean? So me, I was kind of more into outside. Like I got Nintendo. I had Sega. Was kind of like meh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. And then I got uh Nintendo 64 and had mm. Zelda. Didn't get the horse. You know what I mean? I couldn't beat the horse. Couldn't get the horse. So yeah. I was kind of like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you barely got in I, maybe, there. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Getting the, the, you know, 64, getting the horse. I did yep. everything in yep. the world. Couldn't, couldn't, yep. couldn't feed it enough fucking carrots to get the goddamn horse. So yeah. fuck video games. Like, That's <laughs> why I don't play them. Fuck, fuck Rockstar. Like, fuck <laughs> video games. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Rockstar. Fuck what are all the companies. Toss a match in the room yeah. and walk out. Honestly, yeah, I um, forgot you that there was a, a point where you couldn't get the yeah. horse. So <laughs> listen, couldn't get the horse, so right? Video games so couldn't get the horse. So put down the, the sticks for a little while. Yeah. Went outside. You know, uh, mm. Def Jam, Vendetta dropped. You know oh, what I mean? so dope. That was a cool game where I could do a little wrestling the and shit was like that. Horse, by the a Golden Eye. Golden Eye. I yeah, was playing Golden Eye. For sure. Golden Eye. Just if a little bit. But I was, an out, I was outside. 
I yes. was outside. I, sure. I play. I rode BMX and shit like that. I was I just gonna say, watch. what was it that that kept you outside? Yeah, I rode BMX, so I'd be. I'd spend fucking half my fucking childhood doing manual labor from, from building dirt jumps. <laughs> you know For sure. Saying? Nowadays, when kids talk about like what they did, I'm like, dude, I spent half my time in the woods building. You know what I mean? No that, wonder you want to go it, mine some diamonds. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Like I have no problem with being in the woods by myself. <laughs> like I'm not scared of no hobo. Do the work <laughs> to get the thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess yeah, I'm then, with Saul BB when I was a yeah. kid riding a bike <laughs> over the fucking train tracks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played Grand Theft Auto, but that's about it. Like I had my my friends are into video games. Uh the video game community fucks with my shit heavy and makes songs to my video I mean makes uh video game montages to my songs. Dope. So nice. I just have never got down with the video game uh scene or the yeah. you know what i mean i had friends that made uh, when i first moved out to california posted posted his home post malone's homie that he moved to california with big on minecraft oh yeah so that's what he was doing mm, video sure. games and he was pushing he's 18 with him ashton martin pushing uh he had a ashton martin and he had a fucking i think his rent was twenty two thousand dollars a month shut the fuck hey, up the white house you can look it up the white house molly ma lives there is a big it looks like the white house and he was painted by himself 18 years old off of minecraft and I, my homie had met him because he worked for wild. NBA 2K. Yeah. He worked okay. uh, He worked for Machinima. Machinima, and then now he works for NBA 2K. But um, he had met them at some video so game expo. Sports, that, yeah. I got met, I'm, and it got introduced through Post Malone through the whole video game shit, basically. That yeah. I, was, I don't even, I went, to, I went to E2, I think yeah. it's called, yep. shit like that. E3. E3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he went to E2 they, before they, E3. They, they had free beer. It was cool. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> I didn't get what all the kids were doing down there with the things. Like, But, like, I got what I, I was like, holy shit, these kids are getting money, <laughs> like, off this shit. And Post Malone didn't have no fucking money. His friend had an Ashton Martin in a fucking mansion. And, and was like, come move with me in California. I'm Justin Bieber of Minecraft right now. That's what his name. I his, I forget what his name was, but he was like ninja? Justin Bieber of Minecraft. I don't know what could have been Ninja. Yeah, my I guess is it was Ninja. I have no idea. But yeah. like this kid would like like my shit on Instagram. My shit would be like, uh, like you know, what I mean? and I was <laughs> like, from that. What yes. the fuck, oh, dude? Like you know Probably what I'm ninja. saying? I like so, that. I like that even with that though. That like. Post seemed to do all right for himself. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know? yeah, yeah. But like, so he had it. He was still. He was doing gaming. He's a big gamer too, right? Yeah. If you look up like oh, right yeah, now, yeah, I just can. read an interview on him. Like mm. he's like, I don't even fucking care about music. Like I want to play video games and do all that. Half of fucking his <laughs> shit that he does is video games. Well, that was part of the reason that I wrote really? that question because station. Probably? I had. Oh yeah, like he, yeah. he's like sponsored by That's Magic. Like yeah. like I read an interview. He's like, I don't even oh, really want to make music no yeah. more. Like I want to just play games and so games. I read the same interview. That was why I wrote that because. Like you guys have two tracks together, yeah, right? Yeah, I was the first one to have songs with him. Yeah, yeah, dude. So I was like, oh, that's a thing. But when you brought up the BMX thing, I guess that was more what I was looking at. Was like, like what was the thing that you fell in love with when you were a kid that you could kind of do by yourself? Well, I also I my so my dad mm. um is the largest Johnny Cash tribute group, <clears throat> this largest Johnny Cash tribute act in the United Shut States. Shut up, really? So he, my dad, but before that, my dad. He's toured. He plays all through Minnesota, United States, eighty three countries. In, yeah, eighty three countries in the world. Um, but before that, he was doing his own thing where it was kind of cover band. But that was before DJs were a thing. Right. So you in the Hilton of a of a in a lobby, you wouldn't have a DJ. You would have a cover band, yep. and you know, I mean, he was able to get a bag and tour without being a singer songwriter doing his own stuff. Right. So then he had met Johnny Cash and uh, when he was younger. Well, and then later on during life, uh, he had toured the USO and seen all the young kid, the troops, like take uh, gravitation towards Johnny Cash songs. He's yeah. like, holy shit, I think I got something here. 
Maybe I could just do the Johnny Cash tribute. So Johnny Cash dies. He hits up Johnny Cash's son, John Carter Cash, yeah. and goes down to Nashville and records the whole official tribute with him. So there's other tribute groups, but my dad's the one that plays That's the casino. That's fucking awesome. All the, all the Northern Lights, you know what I mean? All the ones that in, around yeah. his area and shit like that. So we're trying to get more ticketed shows where he plays and then I open up for him because sure. it kind of goes with the whole outlaw yeah. like, look as kind of the shit with I'm doing. What... um. If anybody wanted to look that up, like, what would Doug you- Allen Nash? Uh, yeah, Doug Allen Nash, Johnny Cash, American Tribute. It's the number one on there. Amazing. Yeah, that's fucking. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. Really so, cool. so I was doing music by myself. Like, so I always knew it was kind of possible. So at like eleven, that so like you say BMX. So yeah. Like right after BMX, like ten, like um, ten. So like eleven comes and I kind of hear Master P. I hear no, like it was like eight. I hear Master P. Cause I had, there was no Eminem yet, Mm-mm. so I hear Master P make him say "uh," and I'm like, "Oh, I fuck with this shit." So I'm kind of like, "I'm a no limit soldier," blah 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 blah. And then uh, I had a babysitter, and I remember sitting down there. I was nine years old, and all of a sudden, my name is comes on. I'm like, "What is this? Like, this is Eminem? You haven't heard it? I'm nine years old." Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't. I knew. I didn't know about white rappers. Mind you know what blown. I mean? So I already yeah. wanted to rap, yeah, and yeah. I seen yeah, that. I already told a story. So like. So like uh, I seen that shit and I was like, oh shit! Like so you can do this shit and like he's like wild and talking about crazy shit. Like I like this shit. Like I don't have to be no thug. Like you know what? Like yes. you know because there was no internet back then. Sure. You couldn't find like you, shit travel. The people don't understand that shit traveled so slow. Yeah. To us. Like imagine when you were a kid, bro. Like the goth kids. Now the goth kids were like the most trendy kids around almost because. Who knows about subcultures? Yeah, there the were subcultures. You had to find your tribe. You couldn't you find physical, your subcultures on the internet. You need on TikTok. Material, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> well, so. the the kind of digging deeper in that mm-hmm. was I've I've had this theory that when when people turn out to be solo artists, it's because you learned how to figure out that I can do whatever I want myself. Usually that comes with like falling in love with something that was just yours, not, oh, me and all my friends used to do this. Yeah. When you figure out something that's yours, then you kind of empower yourself. They're like, oh, word, so well, I whatever found, I get I into. I found mine, but it was fucked up because uh, I was white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a time when only Eminem had done it. So yeah. this is before 8 Mile dropped. Eminem had dropped just dropped his first thing. So I had already kind of been known about battle rapping and stuff like that. And I'm like 11. So like watch this timeline move. So like I'm like 11, 12. I start playing competitive AAU basketball. So I'm going to all my AAU basketball things. And they got Freestyle Friday on 106 and Park right then. So I'm going to all my uh, AAU basketball championships from uh, Notre Dame to all Kenosha. We're playing everywhere, you know, because I was on, you know, like I was good at basketball. But once again, I was white. (laughs) and uh i'd go to all my basketball tournaments and i would i would end up battling these kids from chicago and all these other places and shit like that so i had an alcoholic uh uh, coach and one night while we were uh all in the room or whatever he's like blake why don't you just rap like i was already riding the bench future wasn't looking bright i was in seventh grade (laughs) when you're playing seventh grade aau basketball like you kind of you know what i'm saying like you kind of know if you're gonna be in sure like like i'm playing against michael jordan's kid on the weekends like and other kids are fucking going to (laughs) like i see i see where this trajectory goes going like i'm looking at my growth spurts like you know what i'm saying like i'm already doing like college training like uh so like yeah so i i took that and i feel like that it was like a really lonely path. Sure. Like, uh, a lot of people were like, oh, 
you wigger, you're trying to be a rapper. What do you think you're going to be like? And But, like, in my head, I was like, nah, like, I got this. I figured it out. And even growing up in Iowa and small towns and stuff like that, like, I even had less support. You know what I mean? Like, nobody fucked with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was at the point where I had my MySpace bumping, and I was booking my own shows at 16. That's crazy. 15. But my dad, t- my dad took me over to Korea with him, and then I booked my own shows. So I would just get on the computer... In- just, when you were in South Korea? Yeah, in were, South Korea. I booked my really? show. That's yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah. So, because I could go to the So, you've been at this for a while, considering. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. You're so, like, 32 so, now? Yeah, 32, you said? yeah. yeah. Music so, started at 12 and then, like, recording at, like, 15. Yeah, right? 12. Yeah. yeah, 12. About so, 12. Because we had the internet computer mics. They just came out with, like, Cool Edit and, like, a two track recorder yep. on a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so we'd have dial up and shit like that. I, I wish you had been a little bit closer in age because there was this really beautiful scene before atmosphere really broke I played with, I, and then i grew up playing with atmosphere and all of them yeah it was like right when you were getting into music yeah when all those cats were still just coming yeah, up and, and trying to figure it out gra- and then they, they where they were doing their grassroots shit well yeah. yeah so we used to like it was the coolest shit ever because you would just show up and it was basically like a like a warehouse mm-hmm. and there would be like a shitty mic and like a couple flown speakers maybe a sub maybe it worked you know like the the and everybody was just like like plugging in discman yeah. like with a, a burned cd in there and you would end up with, that was when it was like, there was a dude named Cancer that was really kind of pushing it all. It was Cancer with a yeah, K. Dino Spectrum. Dude, all yeah. And then, and then it was like Idea and Brother Ali yeah, and Mert. Like, uh, idea. Dude, uh, I'm actually playing with uh, DJ Abilities. I'm going on the Far Side Tour. That's the uh, Far Side 30th anniversary tour, yeah. He's he is to to this day he's still one of my favorite DJs that I've ever seen. I got the uh I got to have the honor of um being the stage MC and introducing idea and abilities two years in a row at a huge home show. Yeah. And both times, like it's I mean, you get into it with idea because he was so lyrical and he was so deep, but I kept like kind of vanishing behind and I would just kind of stand over Ability's shoulders and watch him go because when he starts cutting it is flawless yeah and like some of his like some of his scratches ended up emulating ideas cadences yeah and like I'm sure most Burn of the people didn't notice oh. uh, so yeah. let me tell you a crazy story so when I was 18 hold on get up get up on the mic for okay, this because so I want to when I was when I was 18 I booked a show at the Dinky Towner uh, the oh, venue isn't yes. a venue anymore. R.I.P. And then I stayed at fucking like a $40 hotel down the street that had like a communal bathroom or some shit like that. But so I played the show at the Dinky Towner and it was nobody there. And then all of a sudden, uh, before my set, Idea walks in. And it's an empty venue. Idea walks in all disheveled looking like, you know what I'm saying? Orders a drink, sits down. I don't know if he was drinking alcohol. I don't know what he was doing. He was probably sat, drinking sat, sat, sat there by himself and watched my set. And I was like, this is like, it, it was me. Uh, Isid, his name yep. Isid. Yep. Yeah, Isid. Isid was there and some other local cats or whatever. But I remember being like, dude, this is worse than having like a full crowd. This is like ideas watching me like play in front of nobody right now. It just like, you know what I mean? It was so cool. But uh, yeah, RIP to Idea. He's one of the, you know, I mean, legendary M- MC from one the was Literally one of my favorite memories on earth. Uh, he went to high school with a bunch of my friends in college. And when he was in the blaze battle, yeah, uh, my friends pirated HBO so that we could watch it, and we threw a house. What party was that, that like? What was yeah. that like of during the early Rhyme Sayers uh, shit? What was that like? Uh, 
it was being around. It was weird as hell because because that 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 really put a spotlight on uh, Minneapolis. I feel like it was it was it was awesome having a spotlight. But you it guys was, are still kind of like a little hip hop yep, mecca. Yep. You guys are like but a it little was, hidden treasure. It for, felt lonely because no other scene wanted to fuck with anything in Minneapolis. Yeah. So you would get really cool rappers from other places that usually were a little bit more verbose, a little bit more lyrical, a little bit more dense with how they form their rhymes, and they would individually would come and fuck with the scene but it was really hard talking to anybody from like la or new york mm. or even as the south was blowing up virginia but now now if you know anything i'll tell you this right now minneapolis is crucial you Dude, you want me you want yeah, minneapolis artists. on your on your tour date like because yeah. this mm. they eat that shit mm. iowa city eat that mm. shit we you know what I mean? i'd rather i'd rather play i'd rather you can put this down and i'd rather play minneapolis in chicago yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Love it. But I think part of it was that because of, from all of those folks and then like you, people saw that without the hype of a major label, without everyone pushing it, we could still do it. We could still put on for us. And I think that that was a really huge thing for a lot of kids to see. Because like, you know, kind of like you were saying like, oh shit, you can do that when you heard Idea or uh, Eminem. That's that's how a lot of people felt. Was like, wait, you can be from Minneapolis. I mean, there's and kids. There's kids. Down? I don't know if you. This is funny. There's kid. There's a kid. Uh, Sam uh, DJ Sidereal knew this kid since he was fucking 15 years old. He DJs for Young Thug now. Yeah, he's you know him. Yeah. DJ Sidereal. He's from from. I I knew him. He used to DJ for my homie Kosha Dills. We used to have him come when he was a little kid. You know what I mean? Like now he's fucking big slap, big slime, hanging Ooh. out with Young Thug and them. And then Bobby Raps even. You know what? I'm saying you For guys, sure. you guys have had a lot of other people, you know, and shout out Muja Messiah. Did, you know what I'm we saying? We did get people coming here from other places too, like Astronautals came here from yep. Jackson. Oh yeah, I dude, I just had a guy it. come up to my show in uh, Huntington Beach. Came up with an astronaut shirt on. I was like, yeah. random. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sage Francis, ASAP Rock. Like, yeah. all, so many yeah. great. I mean, and then right. you guys have sound set. And it's just like, I felt like uh, Minneapolis became like a hip hop mecca. It's so weird to say that. An underground hip hop mecca. That's what, uh, and they come here for sound set mm-hmm. once a year. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like. It's, it's just, it's cool. Prof, isn't he from here? Yeah. Prof? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's just wild, Very like cool you, you know. Even when we had Laserbeak on the show, talking about like going oh, yeah, from like Beak, from like cool. high school band to playing in like a really dope alt rock band to all of a sudden now like you know he's he produced the beats for like Lizzo's two first singles. Like shut up, it's yeah, it's wild Laserbeak watching that blow up. Did that. Yeah, which ones? Beak Beak did her first two albums. Lizzo Bangers is all Laserbeak. Lizzo from Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, well, she, she stopped through. So she's originally, she if I remember right, through. she's originally from Texas. So what, she what moved. The, why the fuck she stopped in Minneapolis? She wanted because she knew the music was good here. Yeah. So she came here and she lived here for three years. That's what if my I remember said. right. My girl said that. She said, "I'll tell you." I was like, "What do you? What do you like better, Denver or Minneapolis?" And she said, "Minneapolis." And she said, I like Minneapolis because it has more of a music feel to it. And that's somebody that's been here like maybe three times. That's for real. I just wish we had weed like Denver and then this would be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you, we, we, we need to figure that out. Right? You got the Delta. You got the THCO. <laughs> Man, just ugh, that's a whole, that's a whole different thing. We'll look but back yeah. on this recording and be like, wow, that was ancient. <laughs> uh, Charles, we, we massively diverged from that. But uh, what, was the question? What, was, what was your first like that's video game I, or oh, activity yeah, oh, yeah. as a kid? Well, actually, um, yeah, so I'm going to say I, I, I played video games when I was a kid. I did the outdoor thing, too. I, I had a good mix, I think. It's probably carried through to my adulthood where I can do 
like multimedia shit, but also like get out and do things as a real human being. When I was a kid, my godmother bought me uh, NES. And my parents being immigrants who like had this like mentality that, you know, gaming and stuff is probably not good for you would hide the NES just the immigrant mentality <laughs> gaming isn't bad for you well like, just like video games just seemed foreign to them you yeah know? yeah like, yeah this idea that like playing can you imagine being an immigrant and seeing rock your brain <laughs> right no, i'm sure fuck? no i'm sure to them it was an entirely foreign concept and they probably looked at it it's like, a waste of time almost this can't like, be good this can't be a good thing right? yeah it's gonna melt your so brain so when um our parents would be out because we grew up in the 80s sometimes it would just be us three boys home alone uh, we had to find out, we had to figure out where the NES was hidden because mm-hmm. the NES was hidden somewhere yeah. in the house. So that in and, of, in and of itself was a game. Finding out That's where the funny. NES was. That's funny. F- getting it down from where, wherever it was, it was always up on a shelf somewhere. Like You guys always found it. We always found it. I always found it. And you it. always put it back in time. Yeah, that was the other thing. You have to find it. You got to get it back. it up. Jam I used hard. to do that with the computer when it like they yeah. would like take the monitor from me like idiots. Oh. <laughs> I got like, this fucking Limiting boomers. Your time or something. <laughs> yeah, I just think to my parents the concept of like just having us having us be babysat by a video game system just seemed like such a bad idea to them as people who came here from another country where there was no such Lebanon didn't have in television they didn't mm-hmm. have Atari. So they thought it was weird, and they would hide it, and I would always find it, and I would plug it in, and we would jam super hard on Super Mario Brothers, and then we'd have to, either either I would get it back to where it was, or because I was a mischievous little son of a bitch, I would put the box where it was, and then I would hide the NES if the door opened, Genius. and it would look like it's up there, because it, it wasn't like the first thing they did Ballsy. was go to see Ballsy. if I, I found the NES, Ballsy. but then like the <laughs> next day I'd have to find an opportunity to get that motherfucker back up there on top of the bookshelf. So the answer is, because of it was a game within a game, would be... Super Mario Brothers. Uh-huh. One game NES took an hour. You, you had to play the game for an hour before you got to play the game. Absolutely. <laughs> or you had to go find it for at least 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the did music. The, did the hiding spot ever change? How often did it change? Uh, it it didn't change until it was evident that I'd found it. And okay. it, it moved maybe once. Yeah. Okay, okay. You know, I was... I was very young. You were very good at it. I was very good at it. But there was one spot. I I was very good at what I did. (laughs) (laughs) There's one spot in my parents' room that was like the, it was like the the desk where you like write your checks and stuff. Yeah. With the weird like. The roll top. Weirdly shaped roll top. Right. (laughs) And then it was up top. There was a bunch of uh, photo albums and stuff. Yeah. And on top of that, there was a shoebox, And that was the first spot. And I don't know how I. I had, it was like a heat seeker the first time I found that thing, but I was like, like holding it. He's got good intuition. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a Nintendo, that's a Nintendo. Like you could hear the the deck rattle. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's the end. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I uh, I like I grew up an only child, so I loved video games, but it was like just kind of something to pass the time because I was I was bored. Mm-hmm. But I had neighbor kids outside, so I That's, had the yeah. duality of I could play video games whenever I wanted, but if I wanted to be around other kids, I had to be outside. 
So uh, I remember, actually, the BMX thing was hilarious because me and my neighbor, Joey Lanners, spent three days building the most epic jump that literally just and, went. And then you never jump them because, oh, no, no. They're, because they're too crispy. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we, we jumped it because it went into a swamp. And we were like, oh, it'll be cool. We'll just splash in the water and get out. No, it was fucking three feet of mud. So the first time we went in, both of us, he went and then I went. We <laughs> the front tire just sticks in the mud. The oh, no, no. back's hanging I was, I was up to my thighs. I got one. And we panicked. And I got my I got my bike out, but I lost a shoe. And I had to go home to my mom covered in mud and tell her that I had just lost a like a forty ooh, to fifty dollar tennis shoe. Were you like, don't you wish you let me stay Hold home up. and play video Hold games? Up. <laughs> Hold up. You wanna hear how fucked up this is? All right, I'm gonna tell you two fucked up stories, right? One time I spent a three day, you know, I got a little three day project. I build I, I'm a genius because I I build a fucking jump. I build a jump on a hill by a fucking creek, which is stupid by a fucking cause that's all the room I had. So I was going downhill. And then a creek, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I had to stop before a creek. So I had a three-day project, did that, <laughs> fucked my whole shit up and landed in a creek or whatever. But so winter, I live by the same creek. So I'm down there fucking around, fucking off in the creek, right? I got circus on. Circus. Yep. You know what circus on? Yep. All right. I so know I exactly what circus on, right? Okay. So I don't even know who fucking Michael Jackson is at this age, but I'm like, I'm Michael Jackson. I'm moonwalking on the motherfucking ice, right? <laughs> fucking circa. <laughs> Falls right through the fucking ice, bro. Comes off my foot. Yep. All right. I'm like, ah. and now I'm like, I'm like a half mile away from home. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's the middle of dead winter with my friend. My foot's wet. You know what I'm saying? And freezing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like oh shit. Oh shit. I All don't got my shoe because it's under the foot. ice. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I walk back home to my mom and I'm like, ah, tell her what happened. And she says, Go get your shoe. <laughs> the fuck? I had to walk a half mile back and get my motherfucking shoe. Did you get what? it? Yes. That the is fuck. I was gonna be in trouble, bro. There, yeah, there's nothing scarier. I went down than- there with a with a with a with a motherfucking uh, shovel in the ice, <laughs> further down from where the initial because uh, it had to drift a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, like, now in a block alone, of ice. Let alone like she's got me down there ice. with a shovel in the in the breaking through ice in a creek. You know what I'm oh saying? To God. retrieve a shoe. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So I retrieved the shoe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that builds character. Yeah, there you, you know go. what I'm saying? Put hair oh, on your wow. chest but right I, there. Shit so like I, that. I had I had my NES and I, I jumped off some jumps and we had some good times. And then I had a SNES, the Super Nintendo. That was fun. I, like I was into like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter with your friends, but there wasn't really a story. Oh, game you guys that. had so many more games before I fucking. But oh, I had all you games. said yeah, it. We're in our forties. Goldeneye so was the one that got me. Yeah, that was where I was like, oh shit! Like I would skip in because Goldeneye was like high school into college. I feel like Goldeneye can still ride to right? this day. Like I would skip. Oh, I'd play Goldeneye today. I would skip going Gold to parties. Right and, and like and like Grand Theft Auto, like always is gonna yeah. go because it's like. It's like anybody can play it. Yeah. Like GoldenEye is like, you can throw it to somebody that's never played video games before and be like, bro, you hit fucking L to fucking, you know what I'm saying? And like this. And that's how you shoot. And same with Grand Theft Auto. Run around, fucking steal a car, fucking blow up some yep. shit, have fun. Yeah, you don't have but to do a dude, mission. You getting can just a horse, bullshit up. You know? <laughs> All right, keep going. But, but no, I, re- I remember <laughs> <out of> carrots. <laughs> freshman year in college, it's sort of like GoldenEye kind of just spread through freshman the whole Freshman year in college, GoldenEye. So, right, Tell so, me what freshman year in college with GoldenEye well, was like. Yeah, so everybody was there, were, well, you guys were smoking Reggie. Oh, <laughs> we, were, we were smoking. Let's get, the, let's get this picture painted. It was, we, we got a quick. 
quarter. We had a quarter of we red Never left the dorms. Never went to parties. A one hitter. A one hitter. A black light poster of Sublime. Oh, you're already you're already too far ahead. We had we had a. I'm in a puka shell necklace. We had a bag of shake of stems and beans that's cut with oregano, and we're pretending that we're getting stoned on that. Dude, no people. You're cutting the weed, bro. The older kids were selling us bullshit. A couple of us had access to beer, so we get beers, and people would play like in their dorm rooms and challenge each other. So you'd run back and forth. But our school had gotten overbooked, so in the study lounges they started turning those into dorm rooms. So they would put two students in a lounge that was supposed to fit like twenty people working on homework yeah, yeah, yeah. so Ooh. my guy went and took a tv from his house so sweet and brought it up <laughs> and we had a tournament yeah and i still laugh about the fact that like that was the first time i'd ever seen like people get into this shit we had a tournament and it ended up with me and this dude jd we were in the finals and it was rockets in the stack on goldeneye and there were like 40 people watching us play people were betting like exchanging money over two idiots playing an N64 game. But that was the first time that I was bro, like, okay. I got, I got street homies that make money playing fucking 2K, bro. I didn't know they that that like, was a like thing. Like 100 and 100, right? two guys, and then be like, broke boy, play for $1,000 a game. And now, well, the now. fuck, you playing NBA 2K for $1,000, $500 a game, sitting there in the fucking trap all day and smoking weed? That's a full-time job. We, <laughs> have, a, we have a concert they venue. They play a here. real game of Sandbox. But a real game outside. Uh, I'll play real Come on, play me outside. I'll do that shit. Here's a stat. Nope. But we have we have a music venue here called the Armory that I think fits eight thousand people in it, and they sold it out to watch people play video games. Piss jugs everywhere. Yeah, dude, it's got like Minnesota Rocker. It was wild. They got DJs. They got live music. They got. Every, it was sold oh, out for it. eight thousand people to yeah. watch. Teams of kids play video games against each yeah, other. Yeah, like that's it blew that, me away. I mean, then well, that's what I told you, like how I, when I went to the E two or whatever E three, uh, seeing those kids, and then like really seeing uh, like Post Malone's homie um, Jason, his name was, have an Ashton Martin in a mansion off of fucking Minecraft. Wild. I was yeah. like, because wow. it's like it's like wow. NFTs. It's like you know what I mean. Like yeah, bro, I sell NFTs, but have you ever seen somebody be like, this is a Porsche I bought off NFTs, or this is a fucking Ashton oh, Martin? Never gonna hey, happen. see this, see this oh. uh, mansion right here? Yeah, call it NFT. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, but when games. you see somebody yeah. with Minecraft or some shit, yes. you're like, what the fuck? Like. I didn't yep. know that was possible. <laughs> so, but hey, it's probably possible with NFTs and all that other shit. What do I know? Let's take some shots. Boom. Next not, topic: stream, NFTs stream games. and cryptocurrency. Stream games don't buy <laughs> NFTs. Stream games don't. Buy. <laughs> do you guys have NFTs? How many NFTs do you guys own? No, fuck no. Here's here, here's fuck no me, no. <laughs> he said me, no three times. <laughs> let me let me let you in no, on a secret. No fuck no. <laughs> let me let you in on a secret, Blake. I need if you buy Guinness. an NFT, I, need Guinness, I think. If you buy an NFT, you get no rights to the imagery. No rights, okay? I, hey, it's shout a JPEG. Hey, this is a fucking win. I, anyone can hurt. Shout yeah. out to all the graphic designers right now. Okay. Because I want graphic designers to get money. Or artists. Right, but check this out. You can commission my studio to make you a design that you will own the rights to. Yeah. For significantly cheaper yeah. than it costs to buy an NFT. But Thereby, how, how do you get in the group where you design these little fucking things? Anyone the can design The fucking apes are so stupid, bro. Absolutely. All how do you, how do you it's get all in, stupid. How, how all do you stupid. get in the loop? How do you get into the loop where you're the guy, you're the graphic designer? How, how are these loops created? You just get found. Because they have uh, ocean, whatever, something. But, bro, like you, you know, if you're if you're fluent in graphic design and um, creative direction, then you know that there's things way cooler within the shit that they're showing right now. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, what but I'm also like, also I know it's a scam, and I don't want to be I don't want to be tied up. Yeah, in it. yeah. Because eventually people are gonna get real mad about it. I read a story today, and I sent Kwame a link about it. My dad said, you know, Pepe my the dad, Frog. My dad said it's gonna be like how the dot coms were, like you know what I mean, with people with NFTs and shit. And no. like crypto. You don't have any rights. You have no rights. No, I'm saying like people are going to lose their ass on all this shit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You have no, you don't have any IP rights. But here's a for instance. So if I design a, a beer can for a brewery and they're, and we agree on a name. You do and that? Then it ends up. up. Yes. That's so cool. So we do, so like look at my shirt, right? We yeah. do this death metal logo for Falling Neck Brewing Company, right? Mm-hmm. So when I design this for them, my studio is under retainer for them and they have what's called sale of art. So anytime I design something for them under retainer, it becomes their express in intellectual property so they own this they can do whatever they want with it without even asking me but i work with them so technically i'm the one who still edits it but if for some reason we were like yeah let's part ways i'm gonna do some other shit they bought it outright they own it because of the way that our contract so, works. so it's like they own I, this when, they when can I do whatever when, they when want I have with an it artist uh make a t-shirt for me and i don't gotta give them no kickback because basically i already cashed them out for the design it, well, it depends if you have a contract. Because yeah, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. it can be, so sale of art is inclusive or there are royalties. Most artists work on full sale of art. So what they do is they design something for you and then they transfer the rights to you. It's yours now. Do yeah. whatever you want with it. That's like most common. Uh, there are, It's very rare these days, but sometimes like an artist will create something and they're like, well, you're licensed to use it specifically for a t-shirt. Dude, it starts it's to get more like, I'm not going to lie. It's because of NFTs. Not NFTs. It's like kids are getting like, like, oh, I don't want you. Like, I make an album cover. I want you to go use this for a T-shirt too. Like, give me all the layers. I think it's an NFT mentality, but that's why you price it up front. Yeah. So the traditional way to do it, to do it the right way, and I don't want to get too far into this, but the traditional way to do it, to do it the right way, is you create the art, and then there's a subcharge for the sale of art. So you, you append like a 15% charge to the, the artwork you've already created. And that's essentially like the uh, sale of the license. Like, yeah. here you go. Now it's yours. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. I have never done business where I don't do full sale art. I have to do it because I don't want to micromanage if you used it on something else. Oof. I don't want to call you and be like, you owe me $300 because yep. you put it on on a fucking band. And I don't want you calling or... me to resize it and to no. do a bunch of fucking weird ass <laughs> also shit. Also that. Sure. To do a bunch of weird ass shit, re-render it, and that's why you do that one price because because yes. you can't... Nah, that one price was for that. Mm-hmm. You come back trying to right. get a banner fucking for the size of the stadium, <laughs> that's more work sure. because I got to re-render that motherfucker. You yep. know Unless you, you have a relationship with the designer yep. yeah. or the design studio and then they just do it for you. But, you know, TLDL... <laughs> the, the, this idea that you're buying one copy of a JPEG that anyone can screenshot for $500,000, like Pepe the Frog with his booty popping out of the water that a guy spent 500K on. Literally, I sent Quan this story today. Yep. So, how do, <laughs> so how you got mad because so, the, so, the dude so, gave away so, free copies so after so that. So, has anybody got rich off NFT? Nope. Anybody? Uh, only if they bought it and suckered somebody else instantly. Mm-hmm. Into buying it, mm-hmm. so the thing is, so the move, the move would people be, getting richer, the creators. So the move, that's what I'm saying. The yes. graphic designers. So that's why I'm like the ape. That ape is so like, well, there's already yeah. bait, bro. Wow, there's yeah. there's already bait and so many. You like y'all made a monkey. Like wow, there's yeah. so many other cool things you guys could have done. But right. okay, like side <laughs> profile. We, we monkey, won't we yeah. won't start there. But like you know what I mean? Because you can do 3D images that are doing. 
crazy things now. Right. I like I I follow. I'm very big into the graphic design and well, like we're not direction. selling the rights, which is wild. Yeah, people. There was a there was a group of there's a group of a young enterprising gentleman hey. who spent over a million dollars buying an NFT of the book Dune. Yep, the first Dune book. Yep. And they all celebrated popping bottles because they thought they bought the rights to the first book of Dune. To the story. And that they could reproduce it in whatever form they wanted. And it was like, eh, hang on, actually, you don't own shit. You, so it's like you these own little, these, a, a facsimile. Yeah. These little, these little like, <laughs> I guess you could fuck? say boutiques, <laughs> these little boutiques create a hype for an image and then yes. get a Twitter account or a Instagram account and then... Therefore, market it. Yep. And then all you these kids. One digital imprint. And then all these kids. I mean, really, you could just buy the followers. You could just buy 100,000 followers for your Instagram, 100,000 followers for your Twitter, yes. and say, this is the new hottest fucking uh, NFT. Correct. Blah, 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 blah. And we got blah, all the way from 200 all the way up and Could then be. fucking run kids for their fucking money. It, hey, all right, I just gave y'all, of, I just gave y'all free game. You can go here. You heard it today. <laughs> it's diminishing. <laughs> it's diminishing Risky returns business. because so many people have tried to dive in and to sell their NFTs. So I'm sure there's some artists that are probably still making my, my mind is just it, blown at the lack of creativity in the fucking concept of NFT. I'm wild. sure you look at these it images and you're like, it doesn't do this. Like, what is right. this? Like this, this is like vector art one-on-one. Like this is like, yeah. this is so really spend 17 grand on like a stick figure of a pig, like smoking yeah. a cigar. And then, <laughs> and then, the and then the next guy bought the same thing with a different colored hat. You're like, what the fuck? Pretty is much, this? pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Where, we, where were wait, we? Where were we? We took the shot for question Fuck four, NFTs. and then we got into we NFTs. No, we ain't buying yeah. no NFTs oh, over I took here. Mine. I didn't. Here we go. <laughs> we put this podcast up for sale for NFT. Are we? I took mine because I thought we that. were taking it. Yo, people Let's do that. Put this, can we do that? People NFT audio. I got. I got. We got any Ethereum between all of us? We'll call, we'll call it. We'll call it NFP. Non-fungible podcast. How many NFT? How many Ethereums we got between all of us? You know what? You know what NFT stands for? No fucking thanks. All right. Question number four. Blake, name a song that moves you emotionally and explain why. Like something that raises the hair on your arms. It doesn't got to be emotional sad. It could be emotional like it, you get up for it. It could be it makes you like angry. Um, and if you want to think about it for a second, like I, we I, can I, jump in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know? Chief Keef, I don't like. No, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Here, what? Will you, what Hank, you're Hank, what, Hank Williams Jr. Oh, uh, oh. Weatherman. Hell yeah! Wow. Because I I like feel like myself like in my head sometimes like singing to myself like what's going on like with shit going on. Um, moves me. Eric Clapton, "Wonderful Tonight." Mm. That song when that shit just breaks. It's a jam. When it just fucking. <laughs> Like that, like puts like hair mm -hmm. on, like make and that, that that could be romantic, that could be whatever, but it provoked feeling and you know what I'm saying. Uh, it makes the hair stand up. Um, fucking always coming back home to you by Atmosphere. God loves mm. ugly. You know what I'm saying. Man, that record was amazing. <sighs> yes. Shit. You know what I'm saying. There's so many records, yeah. but like those are like one couple like off top of my head. What about you guys? Ben Charles. Uh, for me, uh. 
it, actually, my my uh, a new one popped in while I was driving around today. I had my windows down. It was the first time that I've really spent an entire day with my windows down. And I put so, on a little dude, bit. Dude, the windows were down. It was 50 degrees. Yeah, I was loving it. Bro, I'm walking around. <laughs> she wearing a whole Dior fucking coat, trench coat and shit like that. We wearing Doc Martens. <laughs> I'm wearing, and I seen people walking around. She's like looking at these kids walking around today with fucking short sleeve shirts on. Yeah, like, yes. what the fuck is wrong with them? I There's seen a, a guy with shorts today. Yes. I seen a guy with shorts today. You guys Was it a chubby know, white you guys, dude? You guys don't know what chubby the, white dudes love wearing shorts in cold you weather. You guys don't know what the fuck to do. You guys don't know what the fuck to do once it hits like 50. That's it. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> Especially on the uh, on the upturn. Yeah. Yeah. On the downturn? On the, on the downturn? No. On the downturn, 50 feels dude, like... Long I got shirt. sweaters on and shit. Shorts. I was like, you don't know what the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, this <laughs> was a move like little yeah. bike shorts and flip flops. He was. He was right like down the block from your fucking studio. Code. I think he might work for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's Todd. Uh, but I had I had a, a mix playing, and it was like it's uh, I call it vacation vibes. It's like whenever I'm getting ready to go somewhere, it's kind of like everything's a little up tempo and happy. Yeah. And uh, the Wilder, <laughs> Method Man, and Red Man came on. What the fuck? I haven't listened to that song, and I, I don't even know how long. That's and as the soon song as that, that makes the hair comes off, like that's not. I would. It was because it was fucking punch a window out my thing. fucking own car. But it was like the windows were down, and I'm driving, and I like changed my. I, I changed my position driving. Damn. And, so that, boom, 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 and like, oh shit! Like I was like, oh, here we go. Turn it up. And so, as so soon as that roll the rest so, of your windows so, down. So, all right, where where does that take you back to? Where does that song take you back? To? The first time that I dropped it in a club because I didn't think that people in Minnesota would know how to dance to a song like that. It's kind of a weird and song to dance. I damn near started a riot. Like shit, people were just moshing. They didn't know what to do. It was just <laughs> so you, fucking so you knew wild. Jess, you knew Jess, you knew Frankie, and yep. you were doing your thing. And I was doing a lot more open format hip hop stuff. Okay, I that's, loved, that's awesome. I loved going to house stuff. I yeah. loved. I still love going because to house that, shows. That you were you were off a derivative of that shit because the scene was changing. I grew up, so my whole group of friends growing up in South Minneapolis all kind of got into hip hop at the same time. Hmm. And that was that was just what I spent all my money on. I was the kid that would like shovel sidewalks and mow lawns so I could get money. And then I would bike to the music land and buy tapes at first and but then you, CDs. You helped form the Minneapolis, basically... I didn't form. Helped, I didn't were, form anything. You were, a, you were a part of it. I amplified it into a lot of parties. I will yeah. tell you that. I, uh, <laughs> I, I've definitely like, I've, I fit in at a sold out club night. I fit in some like POS shit, and I loved watching people get down to that as much as they would to Lil John or whatever. Like if you can figure out as a DJ, if you can figure out how to Damn, sneak in shit that you, you, were, you love. You were sneaking, sneaking in POS in between little John. Dude. I first hated you in the club. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I remember, I remember when I first got a, when I first got a Twitter account, I tweeted out, I just dropped, I think I said I dropped POS out of a little or into a little John song. And I can't tell if POS would high five me or punch me in the face. And like two minutes later, he tweeted back. It might be both, but good job. I was like, cool. That, that you you want to hear a fun fact? Yeah. POS at uh, Art of World Party for this building like seven years ago, played on a floating pontoon right back here yep. on the river. He did. Yeah. So you guys have so much dope shit going on, you know, <laughs> and in Minneapolis and I love, I love Minnesota. Like the whole scene that you guys have that you guys, so many artists, POS, Doomtree, fucking Dessa. Like I'm big Dessa fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, Dessa shit is hard as fuck. And uh, just everything that you guys have done out of Minneapolis, like 
Round of applause hey, for yourself. We're doing something. Like, even for the podcast, you guys are still putting on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. I, the, the answer that I had when you told me you were going to ask this question yes. is uh, a dude named Orville Peck. Oh. Do you know? You guys yeah. know? Okay. So I, I'm late to the game. Somebody had told me you should listen to this dude. I looked at one picture and I'm like, nah, it's a costume. I don't give a shit. I, I sometimes I just react to things if I'm if nobody told me why I should listen to it. All I saw was the picture and I'm like, this is a You're gim- new. So you right. like breweries, right? Yeah. All right. So check it out. So my homie Sean Moeller, uh, he runs a venue in the Quad Cities called the Raccoon Motel. Oh, now yeah. now he's booked lots of fucking he's friends with lots of guys. I play with Dosh. You know who Dosh is? I don't. Dosh is from Minneapolis. He was on Anticon and all that stuff. He's oh, producer, sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, we played down there in October. So he created this, Sean Muller created this venue down in the Quad Cities that uh, they have new upcoming um, Nashville acts. And he had a thing, he had a podcast before called Day Trotter. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day Trotter. Day Trotter's the shit. So you know Sean Muller. Yeah, so I've, I've, I, I, I didn't know that's who so, it was. So now he's yeah, in the venue. Yeah, I know the name. That's so listen, so listen, I'm, I'm full circle, right? Like so so he had name, day trotter so he had day trotter mm-hmm. i think he got rid of day trotter like sold it to like pace magazine or some yep. shit like that yeah all right so he sold oh, day shit. trotter now this okay. is a guy from where i'm from now this is like cool as fuck because i get to meet the other fucking cool guy from where i'm from you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. there's no fucking cool guys in Downport, <laughs> I'm, iowa besides like me ashton kutcher elijah wood i mean that's an all right list uh, <laughs> oh, it's a good list it's, it's a like good list. i'm trying to think cool else. List. like elijah wood me ashton kutcher elijah wood okay. Uh, and Slipknot yeah. Like you know what I mean We'll just, yep. we'll just do it right Yo, there that's a, um, That is a and, strong <laughs> list That's not a bad squad yeah, For yeah, a starting five And uh, And uh, So What were we talking about or- Orville Peck Alright yeah. so So he got Orville Peck For three nights So how I started talking to him Is I seen they were playing Orville Peck in my hometown Which is Davenport, Iowa Right There's like fucking 200,000 people Not even 100,000 people there 120,000 people there in Davenport, Iowa, which makes up the Quad Cities, which is like 400,000, maybe 300,000 people. Yep. So um, he had Orville Peck book for three nights. And, well, Orville Peck is like the hugest artist right now in, um, I'd say, underground. There, there's a whole underground country Correct. scene. Correct. There's a whole underground country scene. Uh, uh, Coulter Wall, Charlie Crockett, yep. Vincent Neal Emerson. And I'll say Orville Peck, and there's a couple others. And uh, so he gets dibs on these, mo- not like dibs, but like he get day trotter, right? Yeah, he so gets he's got a, he's got early. an ear because not only does he bring he brings the hottest Indian too. So he br- he brought Orville in for three nights, bro. Sold it out for three nights, a 150 cap venue. You're never gonna see this dude in a 100. No. Where you can order a Guinness for six dollars and walk into the next room and just be wall to wall and see Orville Peck three nights in a row. He were driving up from Jacksonville, Florida. Like he sold that bitch Dude. out three, and then he popped off Charlie Crockett. You yep, know Charlie Crockett. Absolutely. So you were you said you like Orville Peck. Charlie Crockett is probably one of the hardest things I've heard in a minute. So, just for anybody listening, uh, Day Trotter used to do. They would do like an interview. Sean, you owe me free promo. <laughs> Shout Dang. out, Sean, because you, Sean, if you're listening or if you ever hear this, you put me onto a lot of indie shit that I didn't know about. But uh, they would do an interview, and then they would do, like, a three- or four-song acoustic set or, like, small band set for, for these bands. Uh, and um, my old bandmate and roommate uh, was lead singer in a group called Communist Daughter. Uh, they did some stuff with Day Trotter. That was how I found Day Trotter. Yeah. And then I looked at the library. I'm like, who never the accepted fuck are me. these guys? So I met him one day, and I was like, you was dude? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, boop. <laughs> uh, but Orville Peck has a song called Dead of Night. 
And I had, I had kind of just been, you know, pushing it off. A couple of friends had told me, and again, he, uh, it's, it's like a, almost like a Roy Rogers kind of outfit on the, on the album uh, cover. It was, it was it Lone Ranger. Lone, Lone Ranger. Ranger yeah. Vibes. And then like, uh, like, all right, so let's get it down. He's like, he's, he's a gay cowboy. Yep. He's a gay cowboy, an openly gay cowboy, writing like songs that he's, sound he's, like he's what got you would commercials hear. Commercials with Beyonce and shit mm-hmm. like that, but like he really earned his like like dude. He's got a deep ass voice. Like he's got in his traditional country. So I'm a huge country fan. I love country music, and to hear not this fucking they. It's like nowadays they try making country that sounds like rap, and I'm yep. like, what the fuck? Like, like you're like, for real. This is pop ass country. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's all like and super compressed. Yeah, and, like, and to hear some good traditional country, and I'm not saying like uh, times don't change, and you know what I mean. Like that'd be like me being like, I don't like boom bap hip hop, and right. I, like I don't like trap music. So um, I like traditional country, and to hear people not use 808s and to use. Uh, just their voice and mm-hmm. to tell stories and uh, make it interesting again. Like even Col- Coulter Wall, like yeah. he's he's a he fucking ranches out in Canada. Hey, you can go visit. There, there it is. You go visit. Coulter, we're coming. Wall. We're coming. Uh, he ranches out in Canada and like that's what he does. Like with his time and with his money, he's a rancher. Like it's like dude's got a real story to him. He's not just some candy ass motherfucker mm-hmm. living in Nashville right, with an outfit like, on. Who, you know what I'm saying? His pop career didn't work out, so he moved to Nashville you know and put saying? on a pair like, of boots. It's like genuine, and like I feel like that's what music needs is like more uh, not internet created identities. Mm-hmm. I I totally agree with you, and I just want to throw out for that song what you asked about what makes your the hair stand up on your arms, right? Yes. That song is a little bit different structure because it's two verses before the first chorus, and I like I nerd out on how things are structured, how you build something. Like I I go through everything be- because that's how my my brain works, and I'm obsessive about it. And he has a lower voice. I would assume if he talked, he would probably be somewhere in my timber. And then when the chorus hits, he flips into this fucking falsetto. And I've listened to that song, I don't know, 35 times in the last week. And every time he hits that falsetto, all the hair goes up on my arms. It's, It's dark and lonely and beautiful and hopeful all at the same time. And I don't know, like all I can picture is like being out in the middle of nowhere with a full moon and a fire burning. That's the music that would play in my man, head. Man, and with Charlie Crockett, too. That's yeah. what do it for me, bro. Dude. See, I, I, I fuck with Charlie Crockett a little bit more than Orville Peck because uh, Orville Peck gave me a Vince Gill-ass vibe. Nah, that's that, what I, that's what I make fun of my grandpa for because he listened to Vince Gill. And I'm, I can't listen to that. I grew t- up you tuck in to, your I, shirt a little I, too hard, Vince. I, 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 grew, I grew up listening to uh, Sawyer Brown and shit like that. You know what I mean? As far as country is concerned. So, um, yeah. I love I love uh, Orville Peck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The diversity and like the traditional shit, and same with Charlie Crockett. Like that music makes you feel like because I've been out there. Like recently, mm-hmm. within the last couple of months, we've been out in Seattle and uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, in the same places where I see that he's touring, and I kind of see where his head's at, and I'm like, dude, yep, you know it. what I'm saying? Like, like I get where you're coming from, you know? Absolutely. So, what would your Charles? Yeah, what, what would your what, what stands up the the hair on your back, Charles. And here's <laughs> yeah. uh, a full well, moon. <laughs> this question's topical because Slayer and raining blood, <laughs> raining, raining beard hairs. Yes. Uh, this is a topical question because one of the reasons it occurred to me 
was because of uh, last weekend, last Sunday, Tool was in town here. Mm-hmm. First time Tool has been touring in the Twin Cities in like three years. It's the first time, more than that probably, but it's the first time they've toured in support of Fear Inoculum. And uh, I used to, for a long time, I've seen Tool more than 30 times, but probably the last dozen times I've seen them, 11 of those 12 times I saw them with my buddy Mike, who passed away Mm -hmm. um, a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. well, almost two years ago in June. Fear Inoculum came out just prior to his passing, so he was able to at least experience it. But one of the tracks on that album, it's called Numa, and it's about, like, it's, I mean, it's hard to place exactly what their songs are about because Maynard is such an elusive kind of dude, but it sounds like it's about, like, the spark of life, like Mm -hmm. how he sparked up and we're, like, born of the sun and we exist in like a flash and then we're gone and like God. the brilliance of that to be a tool fan like <laughs> my fan. homie be talking about Maynard and shit like fan. that and talking about the lyrics and I'm like sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. You have to decipher. You have to decipher them, and like it's that's like part of the game. Yeah, yeah. That's well, part you, of it. You don't have to decipher them because they're all. It's what they many mean. Many of them you. are it's open to interpretation. Yeah, it's what they that's mean right. to you. Yeah, but like Numa is it? It like honestly, it's they're not that elusive of lyrics. If you listen to the lyrics of the song, you know it's uh, like I actually I did throw it in the file here, but and the reason that it was so moving for me to hear them perform this at the show last weekend is because Mike's gone and it's about like life being fleeting and precious. And like hearing that almost in a weird way was something I needed because Mm -hmm. sometimes when you lose somebody and you, your brain can't understand that they're not there anymore, it's hard to say bye to them, but hearing them perform it almost was like, uh, confirmation that he's gone and like a way to say goodbye to him. So in that sense, it like made all the hair stand up on my arms and there's a lot of them, but (laughs) you know, it's it's fucking deep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and you know, we don't always get deep on here and I don't want to belabor this for too long, but just like hearing them perform that song. It was like, I didn't know it was was like validation for you. Yeah. And I didn't know it was on the set list, Mm -hmm. but when they performed it and I would have otherwise been at that show with Mike, Mm -hmm. If they didn't cancel the show two years ago and Mike didn't pass away, he yep. probably would have been with me at the show. But I went with my, sure. my buddy Ken instead, who had never seen them. And when they performed that song, I was like, when I heard the opening chords, I was like, how apropos. Because Mike, like, Mike would usually be here with me. And to hear this song that makes me think of him and like the fleeting nature of life. And for me to observe that at a very important fucking just time in puke, the world. Like, yeah, it's just like, you know, I wasn't like, it wasn't like it shook me to my core and that I was sad or something. It actually made me exhilarated. Like, isn't this think, fucking ironic? You know, <laughs> isn't it ironic? Just, don't you think? <laughs> it was, uh, no, it just, it made me, yeah. it made me think of Mike in a good way. Yeah. And like, it it felt like he was there for me for a, for a couple minutes. That's, That's so cool. Fucking beautiful, man. Well, our heart sucked compared to yours. So hey, well, yeah, let's, a lot. let's, uh, let's do right. a toast to Mike, man. On any given day, you can answer these <laughs> questions in a different way. That's what we like to say. Which shot are we on? Uh, this is five. Five? Oh, well. <laughs> you said it was a spore, Blake. Yeah. All right, I'm going to... 12 questions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lighten it a little bit. And uh, I'm going to throw out 
going back to food stuff, with all the traveling that you've done and all the things that you've seen, all the places that you've eaten. Pussy. Is, is, <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like you I feel like you don't want to answer. Well, you already said we could curse. <laughs> no, I, but I feel like you don't want to answer. I feel like you don't want him to answer it this way. Uh, is there a food you wished you'd liked but you don't? Is there something that you really <laughs> wish you could get into but you just can't get there? All the foods my girl likes. <laughs> like like what? I mean, or Pick do you one. want to Pick slide in one. and you? <laughs> Uh-oh. Man, yeah. All right, so check one. it out. Like, I'll be trying to eat healthy, and she'd be wanting chicken sandwich sometimes. So I just wish I would want a chicken sandwich sometimes. <laughs> but like, yeah. what what kind of a chicken sandwich? I mean, is it like, like Bruh. just grilled chicken straight? Or is it she grilled chicken? I'm, like, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, <laughs> nah, like some Chick Fil A. Like she want to smash Chick Fil A every day, but I can't. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if I were to be like green light, like fuck it, like. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, like she would looks like me. Ben Quam. She would let me. She would let me if I were like green light, like Chick-fil-A, we're going to eat this shit every I love, day. By the way, for all of us, all of our listeners out there, she is absolutely waving this off like, no, I would not. <laughs> but any food that I wish that I didn't, I, I like, bro, I eat octopus. Yeah. Uh, They're coming ass. for us, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the octopi are coming for us for eating them. Yes, because they're smarter than we are. Yeah, so, so like, there the isn't day. like nothing I won't try. You know, I like crawfish. I like, I'm really open to anything food. What the but is there fuck? anything you don't get? Is there anything like, that like yeah. you don't get? Like the people enjoy that you think that you should enjoy, but you don't like. Fuck. Oh, you want to know what it is? Yeah. Fucking that fucking high hops beer y'all be drinking. Oh, shit. Okay. Like fuck. IPAs and stuff? Oh, my God. That's just <laughs> ass, bro. Okay. All right. Let me tell you. As an experienced Midwestern man, yeah. the average Midwestern, you're going to drink a Bush Light. You're going to drink a PBR. Yeah, sure. You're not going to drink well, fucking life, 80 hops and be seeking a brewery that, that, that provides these hops for you and be inquiring about how many hops are in it. You know what I'm saying? You're like, that's, that's some, that's some hipster Midwestern shit. Like, we're going to create a name for you for brewery hipsters. We're going to get... I, I know you're one, too. Damn man. right. You're a brewery hipster. Probably. Oh, you're a brewery yeah, hipster, too. We both are. We're two brewery, brewery hipsters here. We haven't, we haven't came up with a word for it there, but they're brewery hipsters, and they're moving into the Midwest and spreading out yep. towards the West. And they get breweries. They're everywhere, and they, bro, and they get everywhere. And they eateries, and they call them eateries. They don't I'm call them restaurants. They call them, they call them eateries and breweries. <laughs> that's real. That's real. And, they, and these guys got beards. And they got beards. And no. they got and, yeah, and trendy clothing. What? And they're gonna come to your town with cl- trendy clothing and, and nice Carhartt. beards, oh, no. beanies, Carhartt, Charles ah. seven panel hats. Charles Charles grows that beard. He shaves every morning, and that beard he's just comes nice beard. in he's every nice day. Beard. He's got a nice beard. I had to I had to grow we my beard. We all got nice beards. Because I think. my my chin line just vanished one day. See. It was gone. See. So I just I had to I had to draw. Wow, your yours is full. Dude, dude, dude's like. Like, dude, look at our beards and wish they had it. You guys got full ones because I have never. I don't commit to growing. I knock mine down. Yeah, like uh, I have the. You you guys are have the manscape. Why don't you guys have a? Uh, what is it? Manscape. Yeah. Why Why don't we have a thing going on? Sponsorship with Manscaped. I'm all fucked up. You think I have Manscaped? Oh, bro. We've what been hit Manscaped? up from multiple... Manscaped? Manscaped? Yeah, but yeah. we have been hit up by multiple companies that do manscaping products that oh, want... Yeah. Oh, yeah. We literally just don't know what we We have, as a podcast, been asked to sponsor... What was the thing called? Wait, wait. Shiny balls. Shiny balls. It was shiny balls. shiny balls. I'm going to paint a picture for you guys. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Charles, Charles, Charles has a really full beard. We're talking a Lebanese full beard. 
it's got the thickness of a fucking goat. You know what I'm saying? Of a fucking True. it's very thick. It's not so you don't you don't you don't knock it down. You don't trim it. You don't. I do. You I don't. Do, but I'm saying like literally. Dude, I told you he was fully shaven this morning. He grew that today. <laughs> you woke up with him this morning. Yeah. No, we right. just we just FaceTime right. no, each no, other no, every morning. No, no, I'm saying is right here, right here. You don't knock you you don't do you work on the line, this, the line on yeah. the cheeks? You do work on the line on the cheeks. I don't line it, but I get the every crazy day, hairs every day, here. every nah. day you knock them down? Nah. Okay. Okay. What about you? What about how you do you maintain it? It's getting crazy down here. But I can I should clean this up. Do you have this the you have the one and what's it called? The close shaver? Oh, yeah. I have so many. Yeah. I okay, have. so you have beer tools. Same here. But we need a sponsorship. That's we don't what have I'm a sponsorship because we're not gonna say any brands that we, we, should, we use. We should we're not get gonna, shiny balls or those guys are called. We're not gonna say any talk about any brands that we use until they It was smooth balls. No, it was smooth balls. balls. It was smooth you guys, balls. We had a sponsorship by smooth balls. They they hit us up with it and we literally thought it was a joke. And then we looked it up. That's a real company. Yeah, they were trying to They're that we're literally trying to sponsor us. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, Smooth balls. We'll so what's the one you're are. talking about? Um, Manscaped. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which is actually, Manscaped. yeah. And my undies. You guys are missing out on big bags, guys. Oh. I'm into it. My undies and Manscaped. So I had, I'm down with some Miami's. I wouldn't mind not having to pay for underwear. Yeah. I'm at the point where like the underwear that I like is like $27 per pair. Yeah. I never realized that I would get into like bougie These box of briefs games. See, see, I, I, all right. So I'm a Tommy guy. I like Tommy. I like Tommy uh, briefs. Tommy briefs. Like it. Because I wear skinny jeans. I'm not trying to have Oh, yeah. Too you much can't have bunching weird yeah, shit. Yeah, bunching. So I like some Tommy briefs, and I've been getting like three packets averaging about what? 45 bucks yeah. for a three pack, you know? I fuck with a Duluth Trading Company rocks a boxer brief style called okay. Armachillo. Duluth, huh? Yeah. You're shopping local. For real. And All they, right. they are, it's the best, best, best oh, underwear I've owned. Is this an ad? Is this an ad? <laughs> Duluth Trading Charles, Company sponsor Charles, let's us. Let's see if this is under the sponsors right here. <laughs> is he I doing an unsolicited, is he doing an unsolicited ad right, right now? <laughs> Someone well, owes us money. That's all I know. Well, Charles, while you're looking at that, all right. So up, Duluth, are we gonna do Run a Menards ad? Let's, Let's do go. it. Let's go. We'll save big money. We're at farming. We're at farming fleet. We're at farming fleet. <laughs> oh no, no, you at farming fleet. We got Fleet Farm up uh, here. Fleet Farm. Because it's farm. two brothers. That... I was wondering about that. All right, so tell yeah. me about it all. So is one guy started the company? Okay, and so was... I'm a farm fleet guy. I grew up on farm fleet. In Menards. So it was, if I remember right, it was Mills Fleet and Farm. Yep, yep. And then he had two sons, mm. and when he passed away, they took over the company. Immediately started fighting. Beefing. And they broke up, and so they got rid of the and up here, so it's just Fleet Farm. And then, Wait, how come you guys aren't responsible on my, my pillow yet? <laughs> come on, man. Woo! Fuck anyway. Mike Lindell right, as a staff and as a record label. And if right. you down with Mike Lindell, fuck you too. <laughs> right, keep but on. <laughs> then, uh, like, uh, Wisconsin and Iowa got Farm and Fleet. Yeah. So that it was literally just a breakup between two brothers. Yeah. And... One brother was like, fuck you. You can have Minnesota. I'll take everything around you. Yeah. And then that dude doubled down on Minnesota dude, and then it spread to the uh, in Dakotas. the fleet family. <laughs> but dude, it's, it's, that, whole, that whole story is, is wild. But Charles, I, I should ask so you. So like, where is the, the You Betcha podcast from? You Betcha. Ooh, I mean, it's somewhere around here. It's got to be. I think they're from North Dakota because they talk about. Uh, could be. They talk about. So wait, so wait. Should so I wait. know what that is? Yes, yeah. you betcha. You betcha is the ultimate Midwest podcast. Yeah, it's like all things Midwest. No, what the fuck? No How do you have a podcast and you not know about this? You betcha. Because I listen. You to betcha. You also owe us money. <laughs> we're like we're like true Kanye. Crime, we just, we just sit in our car and listen to our own that. shit. I fuck with that. No, I, I listen to that. true crime. I fuck with that. And 
and pro wrestling podcast. I fuck with I that. To. All right, so <laughs> where were, oh, where are we gotcha. at? So so mid so um, insulting. I don't so like <laughs> all right, so um, <laughs> Iowa and Illinois has farm and fleet, right? And then in Wisconsin, where does South Dakota have? I think South Dakota has Fleet Farm. So I think those motherfuckers are from South Dakota. Yeah, that could be. But getting it back to our question, Charles, what is the food that you wished you liked but you don't? So again, this is complex for me because uh, they like vegetables. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. some cucumbers. Well, when I'm not walking around with healthy food in my back pocket, no, actually, this is going to make more sense because of the prior yeah, that's fair. question. That's fair. The answer is. Barbecue. Ooh, ooh, I forgot. It's barbecue. Yeah. Like, I like barbecue, but a little goes a long way. People who will eat eight pounds of ribs and have nothing to break it up, I don't, I don't fucking get it. And it's why I also, I cook every style of food. I grill. I sous vide. I pressure cook. I roast. So you're on, you're I you're on TikTok. What's up? You're on TikTok. Don't. You don't, you don't put this on TikTok? No, I'm too old, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think we, we hit the age limit. There's not an age limit. For they won't TikTok. let us in. There's not an age limit for TikTok. I thought there was too, but Maybe I I'll... can't miss out on the bag. There you go. Uh, I'm ticking, but I ain't talking. I, I'm ticking, but I ain't talking. I'm Actually, we're talking. So barbecue, not ticking. So just just barbecue. The so I love I love barbecue as a style of food, and I'll eat it. But I don't get people who are like, let's go to this barbecue place and die tonight. Like, that's what they do in run. Texas, bro. Right? Texas is fucking disgusting. Like, oh, I'm a little hungry. Here's eight pounds of meat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they they put it like on a fucking, yeah. Like, I enjoy it, but I just don't want to eat it. Because I was talking about the Korean barbecue like that, and that's what they do at Korean it's barbecue. Different. It's different. Dude, the dude, different. Korean barbecue is like a fat dude's dream. Like, you know what I'm saying? And For like, sure. But like, like, when people say barbecue, like, let's get barbecue, they're not talking about like a barbecue chicken, which ooh. is great. They're not talking about like salmon. Like, Smoked salmon, brisket, which is great. Pulled They're pork, talking about pork. yeah, brisket, pulled pork, beef ribs, pork ribs, jowl, fucking uh, well, cheek. Like it's just, I feel like it's like eating is an activity for some people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like in some places, like it is in for me Texas, too. yeah, it is yeah. Too, but I'm saying like all the richness all at once. Yeah, no, no breaking Dude, it. Dude, my girl eats fucking M and M's. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is fucking crazy. M&M's, yes. M&M's, and we'll down a fucking Coca-Cola at the same time. Oh, that's, I can't. It's I, I was going to try and like, be like, I'm on your that's side. I'm not on your side. That's a fucking girl thing. If I, I lost a bat, that, bro. If I lost a bat, I couldn't do that. Dude, I can't even girls imagine. Girls do that, that, bro. That, that's regular period shit, bro. That's regular period <laughs> shit, bro. Quam almost look fell at me. over when you look said that. Look at me. I'm sitting that's in a chair that's missing a wheel. That's regular period shit, bro. Yeah. This, we're, a, we're, we're, we're a woman's health <laughs> podcast right now. Podcast. This, oh, that's that's regular women shit. They will get a bar of chocolate, of Hershey chocolate, and get a soda yeah, and fuck fucking down it no, at the same. I, like, look you at are this, this, I love this, I love how much she's, she's laughing right now because she's like, this bruh, is kind of real. All girls do it because I've seen multiple girls do it <laughs> at the it same is. time. Multiple <laughs> girls do it at the same time. A bag of M&M's and a Coke. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is your mouth doing? <laughs> what the fuck? All sugar. It's refreshing. Dude, the that, that's how sugar. cavities are created. Well, we know how you get cavities now. Like, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Like, dude, girls really do that shit. Ask your girl about it next time. Ask, your, ask, ask any girl about it. Ask it. Hey, girls are about to hear the shit and be like, what the fuck? They eat handfuls of M&M's and pound a Coke on their period. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Bro, I could not do that for the life of me. Secrets. 
Yeah, we're, I, got uh, I think secrets. we're all going to get murdered on the way out of here. We've exposed the same. Jesus. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but yes, I like barbecue, but I, I'm I not like people who are just like, they just eat. They're like, let's go. Let's get nine of us. And all we're going to do is eat four pounds of meat each for an hour. Yo, can I get like you guys do have some the bar, pickles? Probably. Can yeah. I get some? Let's pound a whole keg in an hour. <laughs> that's probably yeah. you guys going to a yeah. bar. That's probably with the bartender. The little bartender. That's what the little Give bartender girl ID thinks you. when you guys pull up to the bar. <laughs> Look at these fucks. Yep. <laughs> they Must. think how many IPAs can we pound in an hour? <laughs> right. Just By elevate the yep. IBUs. Each each glass make it higher than the last. Yep. Absolutely. That was a thing like ten years ago. Now actually. The, the bitterness and stuff is much lower. They all taste like orange juice. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. It, it, it tastes like orange juice. I'll drink a blue moon or a fat tire. That's far as I'm going. That's fair. I, I, I don't mean, believe you. I'm going to say that. I don't believe you. We think I'm going to go further. We think I'm... No, I think... No, I think... No, no, no. I She's think, just waving it out right like, now. You're going to test me. You're going to test me. You get to no, trick I'm, me to go further. No, you're going to show me your dick and I'm going to be like, all right. No, I think that... I think that... I think you have. I think <laughs> you're gonna show me the tip, and I'm gonna be like, "All right, I'm gonna all right, try. Fine. All, all right, right, fine. All right, I'll try. I'll try anything. I'll try the 5.8 No, 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 no. I think I think the <laughs> idea you have of what hoppy beer is like is what it was like ten maybe years, like five, six, seven years so ago. So it's like what weed was like ten. It changed. Yeah, it changed. You are it correct. From, it changed. <laughs> no, so there's there are there are phases. There are phases in brewing where it's Just like. like Make it as hoppy as possible. Make it as boozy as possible. Make it as sour as possible. We've been through all that. Now, like hazy stuff, it tastes like orange juice. It's I need actually to taste like water. I need it tastes like water. Okay, so you like so CBR, you do like bush light. Crystal cool. boys. We got that shit too, but you're drinking a Guinness. I will. Yeah, I, I will, will drink against okay? with the guys. Like, I, I will against with the guys. Hold on, I, I will, will agree drink with you. against with the guys. Blake, but I will agree balance. with you that you it's want, it is very much the same as weed. I the think nice you want part, balance, and I think you would like some some stuff, some new stuff. I yes, I agree with you about beer, Charles. But Blake, I agree with you about weed in that it has gotten absolutely <laughs> wilder, stronger, and crazier. And <laughs> again, living in Minnesota, allegedly the of these motherfuckers in the brewery. Allegedly, <laughs> uh, I really love where things have gone. I love that it's gotten crazier and wilder. And I think it's well, funny. don't allegedly don't allegedly weed. I mean, I'm just saying, but I love that. I love that like where beer got crazier and hoppier and then has now flipped back. And now the stuff that has a ton of hops tastes like pineapple juice, orange juice, whatever. Weed's yeah, like, right. but what if we I made it drink double that pineapple weed? juice shit? I mean that you know, that like, fucking that that that. What about we? We'll just call it. I dare you and see sunset, what happens. The like, amber sunset tasting ass <laughs> shit. That should be like. I'm telling you, there's there's there's. Stuff you get to a party, then dude's like, I got three. And you're like, yeah, what beers you got? He's like, I got three amber sunsets in a fucking <laughs> Nashville River. You want one? You're like, yeah. Uh, give, me I the, did, give me the amber sunset, bro. I did pitch. <laughs> guessing, you're like, I don't know. That sounds like probably. We, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, this tastes like shit. Can we go? <laughs> we do, we do have we have a uh, we 
<laughs> we we have a program at my brewery called So You Want to Brew a Beer, and anyone in the company from HR to you accounting, brewing beer and everybody hated it. You could no, what you can maybe so you have to pitch what you want to do. <laughs> so I pitched a beer that was like all of all of those like the, I pitched the a crazy thick, beer. crazy <laughs> bullshit, and I called it I called it Dunce Cap, and I was like, we'll just call it, we'll just say this beer is stupid, and it's like all the worst stupid. trends put into one. <laughs> we'll just see if it works. This shit don't. And, one other guy laughed. Everybody else is like, don't, don't do that. And I'm like, it would be fun. Like, let's poke some fun. No, all right. There's no fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to answer my own question, I will say that the thing that I wish I liked and I'm trying to get there is like the fishiest of the fish. Like, fish never like, like cuttlefish in sushi is very like tough to chew through. And it usually has a ton of like, Sea seafood flavor to it. Do you like octopus? I do. I love grilled octopus. I don't love sushi octopus. Well, mackerel. So you don't like mackerel? It's tough. Like there okay. are sometimes where I'm cool with it, but like with mackerel, if it's like if it's, it's like a fish, people would characterize as tasting if, like fish. If mackerel, fishy. I I will only get it in a giri style, and then I will dunk it way hard in soy sauce. Mm. And I don't love that I do that dunk because it way hard. I love like 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 hard. <laughs> Wasabi. Like when I pick it back <laughs> out, the rice looks like the shape of the bottom of the the soy sauce bowl. What's the sushi like in uh, out here in Minneapolis? We we have a pretty decent yeah, scene. Really yeah, be decent sushi scene. Yeah, <laughs> like there's there's a few spots, but we the spots that we have are bomb. <laughs> you ever had the no, walleye roll? <laughs> we have like I used to, dude. I used Blake. The I used, walleye roll. I used to work slaps. at the airport, and we got like we get bomb fish that comes straight in. Like, no, I know, I know, yeah. I know. You guys have to. We're in a good spot. Yeah. We're so so why? Why, I never had tried sushi because the same with Korean barbecue or anything Asian. Mm-hmm. It's because I live in the Midwest. You know yep. what I'm saying? But here you guys actually do. You know what I'm saying? Especially now. Like, like 90%. <clears throat> I'm not going to be in fucking Iowa eating sushi. Yeah. Let's, I, let's be honest here. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's probably it. not a fucking conscious decision. Every now and then. <laughs> you order tuna, it's not tuna. Yeah. 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 Like in some cities. I'm not saying. I, but, mean, I don't know. But I don't up eat. here, you're going to get your, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, every now and then I will also say it's a texture thing. You never had like, a walleye roll though. I love no, I have not. <laughs> I love a I love a solid scallop. Like I love a, a well cooked scallop. Wouldn't recommend it. But like uh, hotate, like a scallop sushi at the gelatinous texture sometimes is tough for me. And like I'll still eat it, but I'll watch people at the table be like, "Oh my god, this." So is kind so of it's a sushi thing for you. So you have stuff you like with sushi. What do you like? The standards you like? Uh, do you, are you more rolls like or Nigerians? No, 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 I'm like the California. I'm, I'm, He's like I'm no. strictly a California roll I'm a guy. Sashimi California and roll, like <laughs> sashimi and nigiri are my jam. But they're like the 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 fishiest of the fish end of the spectrum. I cut off at or like. If something was what do you like, order off the top of your head? Like, do you do you do unagi? Do you do no homo? Sushi? But I do the rainbow roll. All the, the rainbow roll. Yeah, all the all you of know. the tunas. Uh, uh, all of the um, like literally anything basically outside of cuttlefish, octopus, mackerel. See, I've never heard any of these. And even sometimes, like, like do I eat these? Even sometimes, I'll eat uni. And like sometimes I love it, and sometimes I'm like I have to talk myself through swallowing it. Oh, depending shit. on where it's All at. Right. Like there's a sweet side to it, and if that comes through, I love it. If it's the, it kind of makes my exhale smell like like bad seafood, which happens sometimes in Minnesota. That means you got some old stuff. Wait, right. macro's rare, isn't it? 
Is it, isn't mackerel rare to catch? I feel like my homie just caught a mackerel. Mackerel can be expensive. Depends on like yeah. the Spanish mackerel, horse like mackerel, mackerel like, like Dever or some shit like that. Yeah, mackerel's. I mean, mackerel's good, but it people often I caught thirty six walleye one day. A little Minnesota fishier. Thirty six you know? nine poles. I had nine poles. You got thirty six walleye one day with 13, nine. 14 years old. I do. There's a picture of it. You want to see it? So you caught four each time you cast. So I had nine poles. <laughs> nine poles. Do the math. Okay. Yeah. He's in nine poles. I also heard nine <laughs> no, you poles. Said, I got like, thirty six. You cast nine times. Well, you got no, four. No, I had nine poles going at once, and I was running the nine poles. Damn, that's. Legit. I was running the nine poles out where the lake is, way up there by. Uh, oh, now I know you're. But the truth. you guys go to Breezy Point. Yeah, of course. Breezy Point. Yeah, Pelican. Oh. Bro, you were trying to catch the Johnny Cash Nash tri- tribute show. That's, Again, that's I will. I will. It's been there, bro. I've been going there since twelve years old. I will be there a in a heartbeat, and I will take you out to all the bars that we sell beer at, and we will get live. It will be insane. Oh, <laughs> well, because they just booked me there. That is okay. So we got to talk about <laughs> I this. After put the it show. on my. <laughs> but we should uh, we should pour out one more shot and uh, and go for the last question. Yep. We really gotta. We should really stop doing that. Yeah, I know. It's so hard though. Like, who doesn't? It's the final. Like, give me another final song, and we'll go with that. We'll put one on the the board now. Now that we got this sweet <laughs> ass new. If you guys, if you guys want, I can give you guys an unreleased uh, joint to play at the end of this. Ooh, oh, I have I a joint. That. I have a joint called Last Call. That kinda, oh my god! Oh, hell yeah! Fits with this. Whole, beep, beep, beep. We got an exclusive. Exclusive. I'll give it to you guys yeah. before it drops, like, yeah, it, and then I'll be able to I'll be able to control it before it hits you guys with the monetization. So, beauty. Make sure you guys are straight. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, shit. Coming into the last uh, question, I just want to say what a pleasure this has been. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Fucking love. Oh. Two, two. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. This and has been exciting. And also, like Charles, thank you so much. Do not like as we're you know we still got one more question, but yes, do not ever hesitate when you're in town to let us know what's oh, up. I'm gonna be sleeping on your floors next time I'm here. We, we also, mean, I mean, you think I'm gonna fly in at five a.m. and I'm not gonna hit you guys up to hit me pick me up at the airport? Keeks, I'm gonna you both both you guys are you bad people too because we have beds too. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I have I'm, floors, I'm but hitting you guys bets. up like, uh, do you remember that podcast? I have the audio, yeah. uh, the audio <laughs> file of it. Where remember you guys all said, the great times. We yeah, had I'll together. expose you. I'll, I'll end this podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> expose you guys. <laughs> we in this. All right, cheers. all right. So we in this. All right. Yeah. Charles, I love this question. I love that you're ending it. Dude, with first this. of all, when I looked this shit up, I seen one girl got to drink white claws. Uh-huh. Cat Perkins, shout out to Cat Perkins. Drink some white claws. So what is what did most people get drink? Most people the drink. rule. So the rules are made to be broken, but what we want to drink? Have I followed all the rules? Usually, yeah. Absolutely. We usually want to drink a singular spirit because we like select one and then we all drink it. But there've been times where we drink a bunch of different spirits. There've been times where we drink cocktails. There've been times we've had wine, beer, and she doesn't really drink hard alcohol. Yeah. And so I don't, yes. I don't. What so we don't want we, is well, for yeah, 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 we don't right. want a guest to ever feel like they're yeah, going out of their comfort six zone. Knock out six shots. Right. So that's a, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? We, not not and, a lot, but that I will was, say. I mean, I love her to death. It, we had a great show because she crushed the yeah, fuck. I mean, fine. even out even of, Sims, even Sims, six shots on an empty stomach. That shit gonna hurt. <laughs> that shit gonna hurt. He's mad at us by the end. Yeah, he he called an Uber, huh? Uh, no, he had, no, I felt, no, he went to the I, I he went felt, to the he went to the restaurant downstairs and had to eat a meal before he could leave. Oh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> shit. 
Shout out Sims. Love Sims. No, I ain't is, seen uh, him. Man. This is, I just want to say it's cool that at times we know the people who come on the podcast, mm-hmm. but at times we get to know someone on the podcast and many of us listeners included understand the notion of getting to know somebody. This was stranger share. danger before I pulled up here. Love yeah, it. it was like, it was like a real. blind date. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a tender date. It had, like, had my blood rush. It had my blood rush and my dick was hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like all, all everything at once. That's probably why I you had to go around the block you. a couple times. <laughs> yeah. That's why I had to hit the block a couple times. Once yeah. I, once, once I, once I seen steps. Ben, once I seen Ben, like, you know what I mean? I hit the block a couple times. Like, Let me rub one out. You guys saw me and you were like, skirt, you just took off. I was like, I don't know. I had to rub one out around the corner. I was like, Kiki, let me rub one. Not weird. That's not weird. Uh, all right. But I'm just saying the di- the dynamic of getting to know someone over drinks that you don't actually know. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Is it like cool? Got- Did it? This is like this is like chilling at the bar. This is right. what we always wanted. We wanted to be like somebody just sat down next yeah, to the was, three of us just meeting at the it bar was, and bullshit. Like I sat next to two dudes yep. I didn't know because I really yep. didn't know you guys. And we all just started chatting. And what are you guys drinking? Slid a glass over. We oh. started chatting. Yeah, it's yeah, a, here we are. It's, it's a it's the dynamic we're looking for, and uh, it we love it. So, final question, Blake. If you could be as famous as you want, how famous would you choose to be? Oh. Famous enough to where I can still do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. You know what I mean? So you're not like instantly recognizable, but you are famous. Yeah, but that bag's still hidden. Is there is there a person or a, like a, like a, is there anybody that you could think of to like, like relate it to people shit. listening? Like, check it out. Like, shit. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, he moved decent. But like he can't go to the grocery store, he can't go to the movie theater. Yeah, either can Eminem. You know, yeah, what are you, it's are like, you, like that shit like broken. Like fuck, who would I be? So it's like who would I be? Right. All right. You don't all right. Have all to right. But you, no, no, no. You but can. like, what level of fame? Like, yes. you know, Polly Shore. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> dude. That's my. I fuck with Polly Shore, bro. I went saw him in Vegas. I, you know, what I mean, yeah. with thirty Using people the there, bro. He's funny, yeah. bro. I follow, yeah. I follow his YouTube and shit like that. But like. A poly shore level where everybody loves you. You know what I'm saying? Where you can go out and everybody like, <laughs> hey bro, you the fucking shit, bro. I Reason fuck with you. And you just high five it. But that's 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 <laughs> with like a lot of people like comedians and shit like that, yes. like Burt Kreischer, fucking Theo yeah. Vaughn, like motherfuckers like that, like Joe Rogan, like a, a level of fame where motherfuckers is high fiving you and ain't fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they more so like they want to say, "Hey, I recognize so you." Hey, and bro, then let you. Like, I fuck with you, like, and that's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I love like, that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to. Like, that's a line, though. You know, to so be, to be honest, like, <laughs> I, I want to shut down malls. Like, don't get me wrong, I want to shut down the mall. I want to fuck, fuck shit up. Like, but like, where the what ideally what I would want is to be able to fucking go out and be like, I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, people like, I fuck with you. Hey, I fuck with me. You that do, man. That's all I gotta hear. Finger, man. Okay. Like that's so cool. people know you, but they don't necessarily stop you and take a photo with you. That's, that's cool. Like, I mean, if they want to take a photo, that's fine, bro. I play shows. I tell everybody like, let's go catch the next motherfucking variant in my fucking merch booth right now. <laughs> like we gonna all, I'll be in the front row shaking everybody's hand as soon as that fucking first song get over with. I'll be hitting everybody's I hand. I love blah, it. Blah, blah, blah. God bless you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shaking hands, kissing babies. Like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. So, I'm the first person to want to meet all my fans. I yeah, want to yeah. meet all my fans. I, yeah. I want to touch them and all that shit. 
But do I want to be so like weird where it's like a fucking stock catastrophe? Catastrophe. Catastrophe every time I go somewhere. No, I don't want to be like Eminem, like where it's like I can't even leave my so house. You want to be able to move freely. I don't want it to be crippling to move my house. Don't want like paparazzi outside. Yeah, I want it to be like crippling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I want to be able to be like everybody like, I fuck with you. Everywhere I see you. Like, like, cause I'm not, I, I don't, first of all, you ain't gonna see me at spots you see celebrities. I hang out Salvation Armies, dive bars, fucking, you ain't never gonna see me at a place you would expect to see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna see me at a, the last place you'd expect to see me, a fucking shitty restaurant, a fucking dive bar. Love it. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Love that. First, you, first, first, first of all, they ain't gonna be able to find me. Nobody's looking for you. That, yeah. yeah, I'm at the Outlaw Cafe in between motherfucking uh, Salt Lake City and fucking Grand Junction, Colorado. <laughs> I'm at uh, Motel Six swimming in the pool with my fucking mullet hanging out. Like you ain't gonna find me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and when you see me, just swimming just, in just the tell pool. me you fuck with me. Yeah, just the mullet just fucking waving in the pool. Like that's it. <laughs> That's it right there. The mullet waving in the pool, man. I love that. That's a good answer. Yep. Backstroking. Yep. I like What about I like you guys? What about you guys? It's so what, what level? But how, how, you want to be Joe Rogan with 2,000? Oh, no, trillion dollars. I want. And there's a dude, uh, and again, and Johnson and Johnson is like, bro, you better get this Johnson and Johnson or fucking you ain't fucking getting two fucking <laughs> six point million dollars. What are you no. gonna do, bro? What you gonna do? What you gonna do, bro? I. Uh, what you gonna do? You want this fame? All right, we're gonna start with Ben. I want so for me. I'm in, I'm in charge of the microphone right now. I like that. Uh, for anybody <laughs> out there listening, the there's a dude that I, I've I've talked about before. I love to death. His name is Butch Walker. Butch Walker is one of the baddest motherfuckers I have ever seen play a guitar. He's gone through from from his career. He was in the last, literally like the last getting big hair metal band, and they went on tour in China. And while they were in China, grunge broke, oh, and they literally got dropped while they were in China. And he had to find his own way home with his band to get back to the States they and like a movie about that shit. And figure it out, right? And then he he had a band called Floyd's Funk Town Revival that was like a funky red hot chili peppers thing and that didn't go anywhere. And then he had a like a, a power pop group called Marvelous Three and they had a one hit and it kind of blew up. They blew up on MTV. I know some dudes like Mike Tafoy and the Lost Boys around that. Right. Stuff. Well yeah, then yeah. The, then their record label got bought, their A and R guy got fired. The new record label didn't want to put out their second record, so they just didn't release a single for it. Yeah. And the band broke up. And I loved that band. I, I Everything that they had done, I was obsessed with. And I was like, I you guess, were a hair metal I guess that's it. No, no, no. The the power pop band. Like, I we was, need pictures of uh, Ben's hair metal face. Oh, no, no. This is like, <laughs> this is like, this is like, like that when, when like the rock bands were doing like half goth shit, like that was kind of, that was when so I found So you're a Curie. A little bit. And then he disappeared. I was dark wave. He, so he disappeared. And then all of a sudden, he put out a solo record. And it wasn't on the radio, but a friend of mine told me about it. I went and found it. And what he did was, to this day, he plays shows. He tours every two or three years, puts out a record. He plays shows to about a 1,000 people in, yep. in theaters all over the world. Yeah. Like, never bigger, never really smaller. Yeah. But he's written, like, 35 giant hits for like pink fallout boy all those his like, bag is consistent so he makes fuck tons of money but no one has any idea like he could literally just go down to the corner store 
walk around for a while. Like, no, he could walk around Minneapolis, and the only person that would, like, lose their shit seeing him is me. I and mean, like, there, there's lots of artists like that. You know what I'm saying when you think about it? Yeah. But, like, think about that. To, like, to have, to be, if you're in any music scene, people will just be like, oh, my God, you're such a great songwriter. You're such a great guitar player. You're so amazing. So your peers all respect you. But everyone in the public has no idea who you are. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Your bank account, you'll never have to worry about money. Your kids will never have to worry about money. But the people in your own industry will literally, like, worship the ground you walk on. And I feel like when you guys asked me that question, it was like a double-edged sword because, like, I should be one every uh, motherfuckers fall onto their knees when I walk outside and shit like that. But, um... Honestly, I'm just a regular, I, I don't, um, I don't want people to do that. I want people to follow me and to listen to what I say. I don't want them to fall. I don't, I don't expect people to dick ride me. You know what I'm saying? I want people to fuck with what I do. There's also a difference in I'm talented enough to get to that level versus where, where would I be the happiest? Yeah. Those can be two separate things. Yeah. So it's not discounting your talent to say that I just want to be a dude that people will walk by and high five. It could even be like the same number of people or fans of yours, but how they react. So like, so like, listen, like, all right. So here, this is some fucking, cause accessibility is some Apple music shit right here. So I knew this kid. So this is going to be, this is like fucking, this is bad. All right. So I knew this kid named Lil Xanax. Lil Xanax. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, he was a fan of mine, and he was a photographer for this kid that I would collaborate with, Stephen Cannon. Now, Lil Xan rose to fame. He tattooed, like, mm-hmm. his face, and then they retweeted it and shit like that. Yep. And, uh, you know, like, he got everything he wanted. He got everything he wanted. He used to pick up Double uh, X Denchicon or whatever that kid's name mm-hmm. is from the airport. Mm-hmm. Try to be the number one fanboy. Like, he would like my photos with Post Malone. Like, I was dropping White Boy Wasted. All right, so we dropped White Boy Wasted back. Me and my homie Fresco, he was number one grind time rapper. We was He was battling the whole United States yeah, yeah. body and everybody, right? So we dropped White Boy Wasted. It was all about popping pills, popping all that shit. Like, we was way ahead of the fucking times in 2011. And I was 21. You know what I'm saying? So we was talking about popping pills, sipping syrup, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been already, I, I've already sipped lean for fucking 15 years by now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I watched the lean price go up from fucking $20 to fucking $200 mm-hmm. an ounce. An ounce of liquid. You know what I'm saying? Ounce of fucking a shot. Mm-hmm. Fucking $200 to fucking pour in your fucking soda. You know what I'm saying? So, um... I watch these kids really get what they ask for. Everybody from Post Malone, you know what I'm saying? Like, so which, like, what you want? Like, um, Post Malone got everything he wants. He's a genuine person. Like, he makes genuine music. He's genuinely straightforward, humble path. Uh, Lil Zan, he wasn't so fortunate. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't come from the um, richest backgrounds as me and post like not rich but like middle class yeah. i guess you could say he was he was, he was he was lower class you know what i'm saying but um when he got the bag he acted like a spoiled brat you know what i'm saying and um the media ate him up a lot yep. and nowadays you can't watch a little post go up against his name without motherfuckers being like fuck this kid fuck this kid fuck this kid so, like, is that what you want at the end of the day? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Is that what that's what he signed up for? You know what I'm saying? He signed up for that shit. He said, "Fuck Tupac." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, he spoke his own shit. Whatever I say on this podcast goes back against whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My shit hold merit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So he said what he said. He dealt with what he and now he dealing with the backlash. So are you able to wake up to your Instagram every day and to to re fuck you? Are you able to yep. open up your YouTube and to say this shit sucks? You know what I'm saying? Can you wake up to that every day? That's real what, shit. Right what there. level of fame do you want? Yep. You, you know still, what I'm saying? Yeah, so you do you want? To. Do you want? Do you want your? You have to contend with it too. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I contend and, with it too. Like and the bigger like, you get, the more I people mean, are going right, to try and right, hit so you. So my dad, right? my dad, this is so I'm never cold. This motherfucker. All right. So my dad told me the other day. He said Johnny Cash always said, "Fucking the higher you climb up in the ladder, the more your ass shows." You know what I'm saying? Damn. And that's the more motherfucking like, <laughs> that's bro, that's, bro, I got kids. I just heard bro, that in bro, Johnny Cash's voice, bro, and bro, that's real. Bro, I got kids that hit me up for graphic designs that will make a flyer for me and be like, post that shit, and then fucking be like, you owe me money. You know what I'm saying? But I, I ain't fucking knocking they art or nothing like that. Or, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I got kids that fucking hit me up willing to do free work, and then I use their work, and then they fucking come at me like I didn't pay them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, direction, but you, right? but like, you just sure. sent me some free work. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. and like you offered to do a design for me, and like, and then once it gets fucking a thousand likes, you fucking talking about you ain't get paid for it. That's sure, weird. Sure. Yeah, you you, you was in my GM asking for work. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I give an opportunity end. to every kid that comes to my DM. I love collaborating. Like, like I collaborate with a lot of graffiti artists and all that shit. Like, I love collaborating with new artists. Whenever I find a new kid that's 15 years old or 16 years old, I'm like, send me your shit. Let's fucking go. Yep. You got a fucking two-layered T-shirt design that's dope. Yeah. Let's, I'll run it and print it. We can run that shit. What, how much you want? 50 bucks? Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's, it's what the level of the shit you want, like, all right, so I watch these kids that are like magma maga rappers, you know yep. what I'm saying? But they do this shit for they created a whole agenda off a of trunk campaign. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like your whole music thing is like, you know what I'm saying? Off a of, off of of a dude's campaign and shit like that. And you essentially at the end of the day spreading hate. Yep. And I ain't gonna say it like that, but I, I will. Fuck that. I, I ain't left or right, but I'm over I'm over here on this side. But what I'm telling you is uh, I see what a lot of kids are doing nowadays, and I feel like they're using the internet to spread hate and shit like that. And that's with their fame and shit like that. Um, when fame becomes the goal and not pushing art or anything yeah, else, that's where it gets that, poisonous. And that's what I noticed right? with the... I'm sorry, I'm, it's kind of blending in. That's what I kind of noticed with the recently trending politics and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to rap about fuck Biden or... You want to rap about pro Biden. You want to rap about, you know what I'm saying? Like your music shouldn't be a message of that. And at the end of the day, like what, if, what you willing, what you gonna reap what you sow? Mm-hmm. So that, that's real. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so anywhere. let me let me sum all that up. You gonna reap what you sow? Yep. So you want some anti? Uh, you want to do some pro Black Lives Matter shit? Expect that flame coming back at you. You want to do some anti? Expect that black. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That that lives matter come back at you, and um, fucking I don't know. Fucking you gotta all these motherfuckers that um, uh, shit. <laughs> Just the, uh, 
Make I'm your trying, art. I'm trying to say, yeah, just make your art and just be ready to reap what you sow because what this fame comes with it. Because I rap about being patriotic. I don't choose sides or nothing like that. But, um, shit. <laughs> we got real deep there for a second. Well, yeah. It, well, it doesn't the question, the question is, what level of fame do you want? Right. What do you want to say? What do you want to? What do you want to be held accountable for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What level of fame do you want? Well, the more famous you are, the more the more famous you are. So, so think about the yes. topic that you want to speak about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see a lot of these motherfuckers out here blindly going into topics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I stay in my lane. Blake talk about fucking getting fucked up, fucking living in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and fucking how he feeling that day and mm-hmm, what sure. the climate is like. I don't fucking go off on a political agenda and shit like that. But um, what I was going to say is you're going to reap what you sow. And I see a lot of these artists, they retract their statements. They want to ride with brands like this and then go back like that. Sure. Um, with this yeah, game. It's, it's it's on record, you know. Like if you say some shit, you're You got to be genuine. Mm-hmm. You got to be genuine. Just be who you are and people going to rock with it. Like people wonder why Post Malone's so famous. Like, bro, like that ain't no... G- they ain't none to it. He a genuine dude from Texas. A fucking, that's it. I, I will say this, honestly, like, when I brought up, like, playing the Rockwilder, right? That mix that I made, I put five of your in songs the, on the same, there. In the same with Method Man, in the same with Method Man and Red Man. You feel like they're, what, genuine artists? Yeah. But I will say, like, I had a great time with my windows down today listening to your shit. Like, it was, it was fun to just, like, nod my head and, like, have a good time with it, knowing that we were going to have a bunch of drinks and sit around and bullshit. Like, that, there was not a better soundtrack for me to listen to today before coming in here, pouring out a bunch of shots. Like, Blood on the Snow is the name yeah, of the yeah, new track, yeah. right? Like, in the background, what? Pour another one up. Like, there we go. Yeah. This is They're literally what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> pour me another. Yeah, uh, yeah like, but was, I, just, I just feel like, like, fame, fame has, like, kids... Fucked up nowadays, like with TikTok and everything like that. Like, like you can be gassed because you like, and that's because. And I never came from the video game background like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a kid that got it out the dirt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to be called. Like, people call me names and shit like that, and I didn't give a fuck. But uh, you got to be ready for what's going with it nowadays. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's so weird. I don't know how to explain it, really. Charles, I feel like we we got real deep and, and yeah, y'all never really, got you y'all into that. Like, what, where, what type of fame? What type of yeah, fame would you where want? Do, what where does Charles fame, want to end up? What type of fame would you want? It, it's, it works nicely because... Would my, you want all your words criticized? Yeah. Would you want everything that you your tweets re-dug? All your tweets no, re-dug up? No, what about can. all your tweets? What oh, about dude, my shit's ben, insane. Ben? What about all your tweets re-dug up? What, I, I, and I knew Travis Scott before he was Travis Scott, and he shit on Jay-Z. Uh-huh. He says, fuck Jay-Z, <laughs> fuck Kanye, watching the, sitting at his home at 17 years old watching this shit, and they resurface that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, right. So, like, what level of fame yeah. do you really want? Like, do you want them to dig up? Like, That's, why, you, that's why I want to stick exactly where I'm at, well, like, with that Butch Walker thing. Like, everyone in his industry loves and respects him for the amount of songs he's written and how good he is at his art but he never got famous enough for anybody to really push too hard that's that's where i want to be because 
I literally like I have yeah, an app on my phone called Time Hop where I can reread that fucking iTunes yeah. ain't hitting like that no more. That TuneCore check ain't hitting. Oh, he's, <laughs> don't worry about it, man. The money no, just no, just from Fallout Boy and Pink alone, Butch will never have to okay, worry okay, about okay, money. Okay, okay, okay. So he's Fallout Boy and Pink. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. I thought he was a country singer. All right. No, no, no. He's he's fucking he's set. But for me, like I have an app on my phone called Time Hop, and I put all of my social media on it. And I literally every day I get to look at everything that I've ever posted, going all the way back, just so I remind myself how fucking cringe Dude, I was on Facebook. Mine be like fucking ten years ago. You was sipping lean. I'm like fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, it's like me and like four Sprite bottles and a selfie in the mirror with yeah, all like poured up with fucking lean. <laughs> Bro, it's like Xanax bars, Ooh. like, and it's like <laughs> oh shit. It's like. Uh, Detroit, you ready with the blue moon? One blue moon. <laughs> All right, Charles, I feel bad. We cut you off. We cut you off. There's nothing like, I feel bad about because I have the most simplistic answer of all time. I am what? as famous as I want to be, which is not at all, really. Yeah, you don't like, want that shit. I like, uh, and it, I, I don't want to say it this way because it sounds corny, but like I, I build my audience one person at a time, meaning that I when I meet people and they get to know me and understand what I'm about, that's good enough for me. And I, because of what I do for a living as a creative director and I've been a writer, podcaster, things of that nature. Sometimes I'm approached by people that are like, yo, I know what you're about. And, uh, it's not something that I relish. I'm See what like, your approach, hey. you're, you're approached by guys like, uh, mm -hmm doing music and stuff like that all the time. So you're approached by artistic types all the time. So it don't phase you, I feel like. When you're uh, creative art, like how you are. Right? Yeah. You're in, you're you're yeah. all the time. People are like, what can you do for me? It's creative. For sure, for sure. Creative, saying creative like in, people. In terms of like public notoriety, I, just, I don't crave that. Yeah. It's something that... Because you don't need me. it. You don't need it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like, um, I guess if you said like offset wealth with... How many people know you? That's a different question, but I'm doing well for myself and people who know me know what I'm about. And I don't, I don't crave attention, um, from people who don't actually know me. And it's, it's not that, uh, it's, it's fucked that, up when you don't I have do a problem that. with strangers. I don't, I, I don't me. do that either. I don't crave mm. attention from people that don't know me, but that's fucked up in my business. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't like coming. I didn't, I didn't play video games. I didn't have an internet life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that. Like I feel how you're feeling. You're like, I produce my art and people fuck with it and they rock with me and they come to me. You I'm know the, what I'm saying? I'm the kind of guy that at age 40, I still make friends. I still make friends everywhere I go. I'm a big fan of meeting people and making new friends. You're a big friend maker. You're yeah, friendly. but you're a friendly like guy. A, you're a friendly guy. It's an You wouldn't ever came off for the friendly basis, guy you know with that type of beard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got a really thick beard for a friendly guy. My uh, my girlfriend's my girlfriend's in high school. Is that a good statement? He's got a really thick beard for a friendly guy. Like with that yeah. thick of beard, I wouldn't think you're that friendly. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. But what I'm saying is, like, I like to get to I get I like to get to know people on an individual basis. But I don't necessarily know what to do when someone's like, hey, I know you from Libations for Everyone, which doesn't mean don't do it. Like, so it's people still, are going to know me cool. from Libations for Everybody? Yeah, it, no, it happens. Like, it doesn't mean that I don't like that. It means that when uh, people heap adulations on me for something like this, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, that's me. 
I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Like, wow, you know me from that? Cool. That's how hey, I feel. Nice to meet you. You know? Yeah. But I'm going to be like, do you want to do you want to drink a beer or something? Like, I'm not going to be like, yes, I am a station above you. I'm the guy that you've been looking for. See, You're see, lucky to all right, have So listen, me. listen, listen. I had, I'm no fucking, good at that. I had a nine-year-old come up to me yeah. and buy a t-shirt <laughs> and say, you don't look like you're the type to commit to your fans. What Kiki, kind of nine-year-old thinking about that shit? I think he was eight. I ain't gonna lie. His dad came up later. He's and he said that my girl. He said, "What did he say? Come on, t- say it." Again. You do. You're the type that look like you unapproachable. What was it? <laughs> also, well, hey, you've been here this whole time. Say hi, child. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hi. Yeah, okay, stand in. Yep, down the hall to the room. Introduce yep. yourself one more time. I'm Kiki Banks. I'm Blake's girlfriend. You've been hanging out this I entire DJ time. For him. I do backup vocals. If you catch his show, I'll be in the back DJing and doing backup vocals this, this weekend at the Wisconsin Tattoo Fest. Yeah. And yes, this little eight, nine year old kid came up to us <laughs> to buy a shirt and he looked at me and he goes, You know, I, I saw you and you look completely unapproachable. You didn't look like the type of person that would be nice to anybody. <laughs> I don't know how you make friends. And I was shocked. And my mouth was open and Blake walks up like, what? Like, did someone just body you? Like, you look speechless. This doesn't happen. And I was like, this kid just told me this. And I repeated what he said verbatim. And then he goes, what? To the kid. And the kid goes, yeah. And you look like the type of guy who can't commit to any of his fans. And Blake's mouth mirrored my mouth. And and within a minute of time span, we were both just shook. And he was just dead serious in the face, like, just yeah, what? Nine-year-old cruiser around just bodying artists just, about how they can't Just really... let him have it. Wow. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we were like, uh, what? And he was like, yeah, no, but you guys are really cool. I like your music. I, I was completely taken off There guard. is no chance on <laughs> earth that I would have been able to put that sentence together to any artist that I liked when I was that age, period. Dude, the internet. That's wild. That's you give a kid an iPod, right? and now they're articulate. Damn. They learned everything. Oh, man. Serve you That's on a platter. Insane. Yes. Oh, man. Well, I, I also want it, because I was trying to figure out a way to get you on the mic. I just wanted to say, <laughs> like, having you as a part of this, even though, unfortunately, our listeners couldn't be a part of that, like, you're laughing, you're waving off some yeah. of his answers, yeah. you're agreeing <laughs> hardcore with some motions. Oh, my God. Like, the, you you just made this entire show so much better Thank for you. us. <laughs> and I got to give you your own props, because that was the shit. Dude, I mean, some of the things he was saying, I was just like, oh, my God. Like... <laughs> You were like, no. Yes, <laughs> like, no. Like, he's a straight. Or you like, had the answer he was looking for. Oh, you were like, Real quick, we got you on the mic. What? What is it about a chicken sandwich? Like, It's not just the chicken sandwich. It's not. It, I'm a tacos. I like tacos, really. It's what yes. it is. High five. But like, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm from Cali. That's what we eat. All girls eat tacos and pizza. Uh, so, like. Okay. But I, you know, I don't really eat pizza like that. I eat tacos. So, yeah. and then, but we agree on chicken sandwich because he won't. <laughs> he's over tacos. He knows I want a taco. Like that's my comfort food. It's my birthday. He's like, let me take you to Nobu. Let me take you to Joffrey's. Let me take you to the. He let me drop four or five hundred bucks on a dinner for you. And I'm like, I want Leo's tacos truck down the street. Like drop ten bucks. Bring cash. One of one of the best food writers in the metro area here, named Stephanie March. She was a guest on our show. Her and Charles are burger people. Like they, they want like the best smashy burger, Burgers? all that shit. I am a taco person. I like. Ooh. I don't care if I had to get rid of everything else and I had to only pick one thing that I could have. It would be tacos. Get That's it. Best tacos in Minneapolis. Oof. Uh, I like what like Centro is doing right now. They're doing like a whole bunch of legit like. 
like small like street tacos. You that's can the like best. like they have one that's like they put it on the menu. It's called tongue and cheek. Uh-huh. It's literally like beef cheek and lengua like together like slow slow stew just fucking bomb. Uh, that's literally not too far from where we are right now. Um, uh, uh, um, El Tacoriendo is amazing. Los Ocampos is amazing. Like they do, and you can get like. Guess how you know it's good when they put can, the flavor in your mouth. You don't know how to say it when you get there, but when you leave, you say it right because they put the flavor in your mouth. And like fact, uh, and then over in Saint Paul, like the the so uh, the probably the three biggest communities that we have of like legitimate like immigrant inspired ethnic food we have an incredible Hmong community bringing like southeast asian flavors we have an incredible like somalian ethiopian and eritrean community bringing mm-hmm. african flavors uh and then especially in saint paul we have a huge latin neighborhood and like that was the first place that i ever gone uh that i'd ever gone where somebody was like making tortillas for every taco so and all that yes. uh but like we have we we got great Honestly, we have like kind of great stuff all over, and it's it's fantastic to see people investing in it. There's a place uh, about a mile from where we're recording right now called Nixta that's actually doing like old school old school like Nixta mal like making the real old like ground corn like tortillas, um. and you can go and and buy a pack of twenty five. And I you know I've worked for years to try and perfect my own version of that, but you. You, you can't. 25 but more, you still might not get I it. can't get it. Yeah. But I, I go there, and everything that I make tastes better because of the amount of love and effort that they put into it. That's the ingredient, like, is that love. Yep, man. It's it's love, and it's time. And, and everybody it, has their own brand of love, but mm-hmm. to, it's got to be in there, or it ain't, it ain't going to hit. Uh, all right, so we should probably we should probably bring this one back into the, the stable. And uh, again, uh, Blake Banks, I can't thank you enough. Uh, back Kiki, in the stable. We got anywhere to shot. We absolutely. I, th- I feel like we should. We already hit six. I want to. Oh, already hit six. We hit seven. One more time. I want you to remind everybody. You like to bonus Blake Banks. BlakeBanks.com. Uh, I'll be performing at Bay Cl- Bayfield, Wisconsin, at Legendary Waters Tattoo Expo, March 18th and 19th, and performing on tour with the Far Side at their Legendary. Yeah. Yeah. They reunite for a tour. And I performed it out in Texas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The far is, side. Is Fat Lip going to be there too? By. Yeah, fast, Get it's the fat, fuck it's out fat of Lip, here. Amani, and Slim Kid. Oh. Fat Lip, Amani, and Slim Kid. God Who are they damn. missing? Who are they missing? Oh, man, I'm going to hate myself wow, tomorrow when I listen to I this. I think it's the first dude. And then the Malaysia Daily. Who is that dude? I literally can't remember his so name anymore. Whoever that dude is, they are called the F A R S I D E now. Yeah. But they'll be they'll be here. They'll be here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I need you guys to come out. Dude, I, I want to hook you guys up with passes. Fuck that. I will pay for a goddamn ticket. Wait, when is this? But I'm going to give you guys free passes. Okay, then I'll, but I'll still pay for I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I want to give money okay, to the I'll artists. Okay, I'll give you my cash app, and you can just. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right, I like <laughs> Both that. Both you guys. I'll take the pass, and I'll we'll give you guys, I'm going to give you guys the free tickets, and you guys cash app Wait, me the money. Wait, when is this? For the far side. How about we when hook you this? guys up, and you guys give away a pair of tickets? There Ooh. we go. On the podcast. Ooh. Come on. This is, that's it right there. We got oh, two tickets. <laughs> Stay tuned for yeah, info, guys. Yeah, we'll drop Minneapolis. that. Yeah. Hit up. All right. So, again, uh, just dropped a new single. Uh, if you're listening to this when the show drops... Uh, he's performing this weekend yes. in Bayfield at the Legendary yes. Tattoo Convention. Uh, otherwise, just check out his stuff on BlakeBanks.com. Dead People Shit. Dead People Shit. At we YouTube, got, right? Yeah, YouTube. We got everything you guys need. Music video, song. And, and Blake seems to come around here a lot as well. I come around here so, a lot. I'm going to be sleeping on you guys' floors. 
What? Dude, Again, go. we have beds. Again, you guys have beds? You guys have beds? <laughs> have beds? They have beds. They have beds. We sleep in a bed. We have new friends with beds, though. Yeah, we got that house life. Regularly sleeping in a bed. <laughs> Let them know that. Hold on. Go ahead. Regularly sleeping in a bed. You okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, <laughs> Minneapolis. Hell yeah. I love you guys. Ben, hey. Charles, you guys. Welcome. You guys Blake, Kiki, it's a pleasure. I'm glad we can finally and, uh, make this happen. Yeah. Dude, sorry. Like, it, it took a little while to make this happen, but goddamn. I hung out Photoshop. all day in Minneapolis for eight hours to hang out with you guys. It was worth it. Y'all have a crown of seven. Go ahead and make it a double. Yo, let me get Vodka Tonic. Put that on his tab. More money, more problems, you can have it all. I'ma do my thing until my casket falls. I've been around the world and it's so small. Just heard the bartender say this last call. I woke up, I'm dreaming. I throwed up, I'm feeling. And I still can't find what's the meaning of love. Around town in a big old truck Pull up on the scene, all the hoes go nuts Dipping through the back road, sipping Jack spilling out the coke mixing I'm still tripping, I ain't quitting Still popping them Zans Money falling out the sky, watch it land in my hands I just stuck to the plan, I had to stay down I was pimping bitches on the playground Full time job, just staying alive Fell in love with the journey, I'm along for the ride And it feels so crazy Welcome to the hard times More money, more problems, you can have it all I'ma do my thing until my casket falls I've been around the world and it's so small Just heard the bartender say this last call I woke up, I'm dreaming, I throwed up, I'm feeling And I still can't find what's the meaning of love uh, And you can have it all And you can have it all Said these highways don't lead to heaven Thousand miles away, it's 11-11 It's starting to rain Black leather jacket, it's a cold, cold world So self-destruct to blow up the whole world All this money in my pockets, but still your whole girl Yeah, you can have it all That's a dark day, brightest nights Baby, don't let go, you gotta hold me tight Cause I've been so low yeah, been so low, just trying to get right More money, more problems, you can have it all I'ma do my thing until my casket falls I've been around the world and it's so small Just heard the bartender say this last call I woke up, I'm dreaming, I throwed up, I'm feeling And I still can't find what's the meaning of love uh, And you can have it all I'm dreaming, I throwed up, I'm feeding, and I still can't find what's the meaning of love. I woke up, I'm dreaming, I throwed up, I'm feeding, and I still can't find what's the meaning, what's the meaning. More money, more problems, you can have it all. I'ma do my thing until my casket falls. I've been around the world and it's so small. Just heard the bartender say this last call. I woke up, I'm dreaming, I throwed up, I'm feeding, and I still can't find what's the meaning of love. Uh, you can have it all